0: Previously
1: on AFTN, Houston have not had the same result two games running all year: yeah. win, loss, draw, loss, draw, win, loss, win.
2: That means a win for oh. us.
1: Do you think they'll break it and get the double win? No, I'm saying we'll win. Oh, we'll win. That's what ah. it means. Do you think we'll win, Zach? Draw? No, win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Lee win? <laughs> No, <laughs> Lafc. <laughs> the goats. Are you down with them? Sure. <laughs> I've had a lot of hickory sticks before the show tonight. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN soccer show, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam territory at the University of British Columbia on CITR Radio 101.9 FM, www.citr.ca online. If you're listening to this show in the podcast, this is episode 267. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander.
3: And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenhammer.
1: What a busy weekend. It's not even over yet. Yeah. In fact, it's just a it's a busy week all round. Yeah. Friday night, the White Caps. Saturday, provincial finals. Sunday, provincial finals. Monday, TSS Rovers kick off their PDL season. Tuesday, I've got White Caps training. Wednesday, it's White San Jose. Thursday, possibly a bit of rehab. Friday, TSS Rovers again. <laughs> busy, busy, busy. But wouldn't have it any other way. Is, isn't there like a
3: TSS Thursday game too? Is that the one? Oh, women? yeah, the there is. is. There's
1: the women's, women's yeah. It's a friendly. Oh, it's a friendly. It's not, it's oh, not it's the, a league match. It's not the season. They're playing UBC Thunderbirds up at Newton. Oh, okay. But we will have some TSS chat in part five of the show this week. But we have to kick things off. We have to by talking about the Whitecaps.
3: Yeah, fr- Friday. This is how my Friday in- ended, basically. Uh at home Kids are asleep uh, My son wakes up In the middle of the night Screaming Yelling Run into his room I'm Like Kirk buddy What's wrong He looks at me like He's like It'll be okay dad I was like What happened He's like I just had a nightmare Breck Shea Was standing in front of An <laughs> open goal
1: <laughs> Yeah I wonder how many times He woke up During the, the night Probably none it Things don't really phase him so He forgets about football When he's away from the he just park
2: Just bought himself Another hat Probably Probably
1: we will come to break. We have to. Again, we have to.
2: <laughs> but
1: another underman team headed into BC place to face the White Caps, racked with injuries. This is becoming a, a kind of familiar thing. We should just kind of play a, a loop and just do a repeat Wait, like Groundhog. Who, who did. were they
3: missing again, remind me?
2: The fullbacks.
1: They, they had, had, had a lot of injuries.
3: Them, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Beasley. Yeah. DeMarcus Hence Beasley. Wenger being back yeah,
1: playing yeah. in, in left back. But even with those guys missing, I mean... Does this feel different to the the other points dropped? Because you are talking about a, a Houston team with some quality players in there, Albert Ellis,
3: <laughs> Romel Kyoto, Albert Alith.
2: I mean, they're, they're a quality team. Is it a little bit different than some of the other ones? I, I, I it's the same. I think it's the same thing as Minnesota. The draw points there. It's like they should have had this game. Um, they had a number of opportunities, especially in those last like we'll get to it fifteen minutes, um, where they should have easily put them away. And it, it, I, I, it's the same, yeah, it's the same as last week for me. It's, it's really, really no different. Forget the last 15 minutes. They uh, well, I'm saying, especially the last yeah, 15 minutes, there were they, other opportunities. They, they had
3: so many quality chances to score but that that game, you know, they should have won no, no, no matter what. And there yes. was, I mean, there's all, all different elements to this. And I know people uh, have been worn down into like they're it's like people are in their trencers. Right, and they're stuck, and they're stuck there. Hmm. But I think, I think the approach, the game plan, the variation, all these different things. And again, I think the players just didn't finish on the pitch. What was your mood coming out of this one? A ninety-fourth a minute goal
1: can do wonders for some people. It sends you home with a bit of a spring in your step because you think, oh, it's it's lost, all hope is gone, and then all of a sudden, big Kendall, the caps captain, puts one away. Robo said afterwards he should have had three. He still kind of wanted to wring his neck. I don't know. I mean, is it right to feel chipper knowing that you really should have come away with three and it was two points lost? Or or should you be feeling
3: angry and frustrated about this one? If you're not disappointed by that, then like it's, it's two points thrown yeah. away. But It's two points thrown away that they'll never get back, right? And so, they, yeah... If, the, the 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 equalizer at the end is yeah feels good for like half a second but it's still two points.
1: We have a door that won't stay open. That's what we're, we're laughing
3: at. We're looking for a door to be ajar, and this yes. one yes, we, we need a, something else.
1: We need a stopper. <laughs> we, we might actually need that one depending on what's up with Stefan Marinovic as well. But again, we will <laughs> come to that as well. But let's look at the, the cap stats or some of the cap stats from the match. They outshot Houston. Fifteen to nine, six of them were on target, seven were off target, and, and two were blocked. They out, they were outpossessed though, fifty five to forty five. And when I saw that, I was a little bit surprised because it just felt like barrage after barrage in that second half. That I was kind of a little bit surprised.
2: I th- I think they gave uh, Brian Rowe a number of shots where um, like it was almost like a gimme. Like some of those catches he made from distance or something like that, I think sometimes they just give those as shots. Like we talked about before, other games yeah. where they've, where are these shots coming from? It doesn't seem like they're getting any shots. Yeah. I,
3: I think possession stats, I think we, can we put them with like the, in the same category as like man of the match discussion on this show? Like, let's just not talk about them. <laughs> okay. we'll just take it as a given. No, because seriously, who, who cares what the possession was in the game? The, the, True. The, the, the end result is all that matters. The, You're the, coming
1: the, around to my way of thinking, Zach. No, I,
3: I've always <laughs> been open to your way of thinking, Michael. The, the, it's not. It wasn't just the end, and it's not just the end result here. It's the fact that there were so many clear cut chances yes. created, and which was so very many
1: missed clear cut exactly, chances.
3: Exactly. Which is the exact same story of Minnesota. Yeah.
1: Now, Rob has been getting a lot of stick this season. Rightly so, and and it's been justified in a, a lot of it that he's been getting, but. For me, Friday night is squarely on the players' shoulders. He can't put the ball in the net for them. Is it? Is it down to the quality of personnel? Robo kind of hinted at that again
3: afterwards. Well, all you need to do is watch the replay of that Breck miss from behind From behind, Robbo. Have you seen that version? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Does it have sound? <laughs> no, no, no. Because that would be fun. No, he, I, I think on purpose, probably didn't say anything out loud. But like he, the way he turns and the look on his face, you can just you can just tell that it's like, yeah, it was unbelie- unbelievable. That that is like the unbelievable. Fair enough, though,
1: because not so much maybe in MLS, but in the UK, those are the kind of games that gets a manager sacked But it's not his fault because he's not been the one that's been been on the pitch. But let's. Quickly look at the first half, because it wasn't really a, a lot to write home about, but Houston stunned the BC Place crowd. Thomas Martinez, fired home, edge of the box, lovely finish. Roe didn't really have a chance with that, I don't think. But he had so much space. I mean, he was clearly not tracked. D- do you point Can fingers at someone in, in that situation, or just put it down to a well-taken goal?
3: Okay, when you, when you look at that goal and you break down what happened... What happened was Martinez, who's their creative – he's their creative guy. He's their number 10, wearing it and playing it, right? And he's playing in the middle of the park. What he does is he drops deep, really deep. So he And he drops deep to make a pass to one of their defenders. And then what happens is – because Ali G was with him. Yeah. And what happens is he kind of – he drifts over to Felipe's side and Ali G – He's, he, he he Ali G moves forward on his pass back and he's kind of to the side behind him and Ali G I think looks or sees he's with F- on Felipe's side and so just leaves him. Felipe doesn't even look at him at all basically yeah. and what happens is he gets in that sweet spot that little space in between the back four and the midfield and he just gets in that little pocket. The ball goes nice it was a really good ball to play out wide uh to your favorite uh, Albert uh, Albert Elise. He, he brings it inside, a nice pass. He's in that pocket, and it in the moment he gets a pass, the, the space has obviously become, become condensed, and it's smaller, but he still has time to look up and side foot into the bottom left corner, basically. Yeah. So I mean, it, for, for me, it was Gizal. Like When I first saw it, I forgot to PVR the game.
1: And I've been out all weekend to so have another chance to, to watch it, but for me, at the time, watching the replays back, Steve and me were talking about it, Gazal. Should have tracked back. Then you see him doing that Laba esque kind of slow saunter back to the edge of the box as well, which just makes it even more frustrating for you when you're watching that.
3: No, and I honestly think that he was like, okay, he's on Felipe's side because they were playing a four four two. So there's only him and Felipe in the middle, right? There's no one else there. And so I honestly believe he was he was like, okay, the, he's on his side. Felipe's got him. I don't need to worry about him. Ball goes up. He kind of he moved up with the ball and then. And then, yeah, and then Felipe just left his man. So it's like he checked his man to Felipe, and Felipe didn't take the responsibility he should have. So Houston 1-0 up. Looked like they were going to go into the break at 1-0, and that would have been a very interesting halftime team talk. One last thing about that. I know I've heard some people criticize. The other other part you could say is one of the centre-backs could have or should have pushed up Mm. to fill in that space or to recognize no one has taken him.
1: But, well, talking to the centre-backs, yeah, they they combined to, to get the catch-back level. Hosey, oh, aha! What a goal. Yeah, tied it up a minute before the break. We were wondering, like, first view, if it was going to be a VAR review because we thought the Kendall may out. have taken the
2: ball over. From our angle, because we saw a little bit of the... The space between yeah. the line and the pitch and the ball, but I guess it was like over, and, yeah. and he had gone to no, pass. That so. was legit. Yeah, it was the did. angle. Felipe took the free kick, right? Yeah. So
3: he recognized Kendall's isolated one on one and said, "Putting in the air." I think Kendall was calling for it. actually. Kendall no, yeah. Kendall.
2: Yeah. Kendall wasn't calling for it. He's uh, he was talking about it after the game. He was actually kind of making uh, facial gestures oh. to Felipe, where he was going like, you know, I can't yeah. do it on radio, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys should see. <laughs> Steve. <Stemaphore>. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: funny you used to say about Felipe taking it. Quickly to Kendall, because afterwards, and we'll, we'll play Wilmer Cabrera in part two, but he was not happy because his players said to him that the referee told them. Wait for the whistle? Wait for the whistle. And then there wasn't a whistle. The Caps took it. Kendall cuts the ball. But as you said, what a finish from AHA. His first MLS goal.
3: Oh, wait, are you saying that MLS officials sometimes don't do the things they're supposed to do? I think all officials don't. <laughs> Although
1: the, the guy that refereed today's Provincial A Cup final was excellent. Yes, maybe we need to get him called up. He sent some people off.
3: Yes, <laughs> poor old Hicksy. i we'll come to that. Later no, on. you're right. It was a, it was a, the ball to Kendall was it was a good, wise, quick play, whatever. But Kendall, I think it was Mon- Monotes, was cover- supposed to be covering him, right? They wanted a bigger, their big center forward to to cover him on set plays, I guess. And he he doesn't make him, but he puts the ball to one side of him, runs yeah. around the other, picks it up. And then puts in a little a little cross, gets on it what he can before it goes out, and ha and aha, with finishing like a
2: striker yeah. roofs it into the net. It was more of like a flick, wasn't it? Or I didn't even see it from the other angle. I know. Kind of showing our strikers though how to put the ball <laughs> in the net, which
1: is worrying. Second half, the caps did everything but score. Willis had a couple of good saves. Kendall crashed one off the bar couple just whizzed past the post. There was a ball bouncing around in front of the goal that no one could tuck away. Then there was Brexit. The guy that gives kids
3: nightmares. <laughs> Monsters, Inc. Can we talk he, about poor fishing for one more second? <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: You he is have... our designated
3: player, though. I'll just have a seat now. Well, Zach goes on a designated player run. Okay, okay. Well, let's talk about that. I'm sure we're going to talk about salaries later on because the salaries came out, which so, I missed um, off the rundown. But yes, we will. Yeah, we. Yeah, that needs to be discussed. He, he come. He's he's scored some goals this year, which is good. He um he he makes a lot of money. and I know. We shouldn't care about that. Whatever. We're not paying it, and what a cap, and whatever. But whatever. But it's incredibly frustrating that this player has a designated player tag, mm. and I think I think. I don't know if the question really was asked, but someone needs to ask the question. It was We were told he wasn't going to be, and he is. Why? But they, yeah,
1: they swapped it for that, Kai Kamara. Yeah, I don't think that has been asked, but there was also rumors going around Reddit that there was all issues with contracts and... Caps are trying to shop him. He might go in the summer, and they're managing his minutes. Off I think
3: I think like we that. need to know more about his contract.
2: Remember, yes. he can't be traded unless he, if he becomes a, a tam player. He can't be traded if he's using that that designated tam money. Uh, the, like the White Caps will lose. Yeah, him. and no the use. problem is so one one of so the the they applied th- it to Kyle Barnes. One of the three someone. types of, of yeah. allocation money.
1: Yeah, one of the twenty eight mechanisms.
2: Yeah.
3: No, it's it, it just, it's it's so frustrating. It's so, it's schoolyard.
1: The the best strikers do miss chances. So I'm not going to, like, pile on him. But you have to take those it's chances. It's not about
3: missing chances. It's that type of chance. Like, look look at Jossie Zardes this year, who, you know, people criticize for his first touch and all that kind of stuff. He scored about eight mm-hmm. like that this year already, you know, alone. Do you think that's going to be AFTN's miss of the
1: year? I personally hope so, because I don't want to say anything worse than oh, that. Oh, yeah, you... I've already penciled it in. If that doesn't win it, we've got some bad times ahead of us. Yeah. What happened? Did he step I I remember, I saw it. I'm going to blend like, the
2: turf. A, a turf monster. Yeah.
1: Oh, t- <laughs> there was probably some monster truck divot the ball where his foot
2: stuck in it. Or, like, where one of the boats, like, were planted in there. Mm, hair like got, the, got in his eye because the
1: roof was
3: open. The wind comes in. No, his hair blows. was all back and tied up. It wasn't before the game. I know. It was looking luscious. Yeah, when he came up, we were just like, wait, he's going to warm up with his hair not tied up? It looked awkward. Him. But then again, yeah, it wasn't surprising. Yeah.
2: Well, we asked, uh, we asked everybody in the survey, um, and thanks to everybody for responding, was that the worst miss you've seen of a white cap? And the answers came back. Fifty-six percent said yes, and obviously forty-four percent said no.
3: Yeah, and then there was some. At least one tweet I was getting on Eric Hurtado, who yeah, was, which I w- thought was whatever. I, I appreciate. I don't Eric think Hurtado. Eric ever missed from
2: <laughs> close there. I think he's missed like some wide open sh- like shots from distance. We, or we've something had like. some bad misses over yeah. the years. Yeah. Got to see that somebody's mentioned so- October Rivero's miss. I don't remember that one. Maybe it was early in that year. He when he first no, started. No, yeah, he did. I have yeah. to go through didn't, all the AFT. Didn't and Jarju have the the a bad one too? Jarju just was a miss. in yeah. yeah. the signing he was itself. a bad one.
3: So for Breck Shea, though, it went from bad to worse in one sense, because not only did he miss the open net to take the lead, he essentially set up the attack <laughs> that led to the to the the Houston yeah. goal ahead goal. I mean, Houston was, were on the ropes. Maybe he thought, maybe he's just like, I want to give some Texas love. <laughs> Did he get his tattoo
1: out again? <laughs> Pointing to Houston this time. <laughs> but they were on the ropes. It was your typical sucker punch. The, the whole time that we were dominating not taking these chances, I just had this feeling, because I'm a pessimistic sort at the best of times, that it was almost written in the tea leaves that they had the quality that they could flick a switch. We've been told so much about them being a great counter-attacking team. Exactly what they did. Albeit with an aid of a deflection, but a lovely
3: finish from Myron Manotas. Were you disappointed because you called one one for mm. the match? Were you disappointed that it... uh, two two I'll take as well? Because
1: I
2: called, when it was two one. I was quite. I disappointed. called 0-0 or two two. So yeah, he doubled his bets. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was. I, not, I lost my money on I'm... someone being sent off with Blondell starting. <laughs> I'm the one that should be disappointed because they should have won that game, and I called a win. Yeah, yeah, two one. You called two but one. It was a nice finish, but I mean, you, you
1: can't really point too many fingers at that. Bounced off De Jong, he did well to get the block in. But again, Minotis, tons of room, beautiful strike. Shows you, again, Robo alluded to this afterwards, quality strikers need one chance and they take it.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, now, Did you, do you want to talk about that comment more or no? Okay. I, you put yeah. it on Twitter, didn't you? Yeah. Some people were talking about it.
1: and I couldn't, I couldn't actually find it when I was trying to type it up afterwards, oh. but... I, everything's blurring into one this weekend yeah. let's talk about that actually in, okay. in part 2 now at that point you had to wonder what that was going to do for the Caps mentality not just for the rest of the match the closing minutes of just going forward because the Knives would certainly have been even longer sticking further in Robo's back as I mentioned that's the kind of result that could get a coach fired maybe not in MLS but those are the kind of things but they showed great spirit. They grabbed a point four minutes into the three minutes of stoppage time.
3: Yeah, I actually I felt like, okay, this is terrible, but they're gonna score goal on equalize. I, I, I You thought that? Yeah, in the stadium. I didn't. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: But it was a great header.
2: Yeah. Felipe delivered it again into the ball he, which yes. he did quite a bit in that game he which we need
1: a... to get him doing more and we will talk
2: about Felipe in and it was, part 2 it, it right? was to Kai Kamara Kai Kamara climbed up got it across the net and yeah. then Kendall Watson did his best impersonation of Darren Maddox <laughs> and really I think we used uh, war as a little bit yeah. as a kind of a jumping point and, and then Houston,
1: Houston were calling for VAR yeah. yeah. and then Steve's got a little bit of a, a tidbit to tell yes yeah,
2: so I spoke to somebody who is involved in VAR and it wasn't Waston they were looking at. It was Kai. Were Kai we were looking yeah. at. The initial uh, thing. Yeah. Which I thought it was Waston they were no, looking at. because Waston. He yeah. was so far ahead, though, when that header... I thought maybe he just jumped the gun, but it was Kai that they were looking at initially. But
3: he wasn't. It wasn't, or it wasn't at least clear and obvious.
2: Yeah. But it was 1-1. One, one. And also, oh, by the way, I asked for a definition of clear and obvious from that person, and I was thoroughly confused. Still yeah, after
1: that. The, <laughs> the guy gave him an explanation, and he was none the wiser by the end of it, <laughs> so, which is worrying. Yeah.
3: But just the terms clear and obvious should be
1: self-explanatory. But it was 1-1. Well, in part two, we'll hear from the coaches and we'll look at some of the players and the rankings and stuff. Now, Zach, I know you don't like our fine lines moment of the match, so we're not going to have it this week. I I, I actually had a good one. We're going to have our slim margins moment of the match instead. (sighs) A lot to pick from. Is it brought to you by Slim Jim? Yeah, Slim Jims, whatever they are.
2: So they're, they're, that's uh, the one that Macho Man Savage used to think. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like. Uh, they're cigarettes? No, no, they're. the Beef jerky. Beef jerky.
1: Pepperoni stick. Yeah, pepperoni oh. stick. We've it. got enough jerkies on our show. What would be your slim margins moment of the match? It's um, an extra M. I like that. I, I like the alliteration.
2: I, I like uh, for the deflection, the second goal by Houston. The mm-hmm. fact that it deflected right to the Houston player, and I think that... How be-
3: can we can't unanimously beat Breck Shea, not scoring. <laughs> No,
2: because I'm thinking that... The- You're just like, I don't want to go with the obvious. I want to be more clever. No, I want- I, no, I, th- I feel like that th- that's just... Th- Kai Kamara's header over in three
1: minutes. Yeah. In the three-minute
2: mark? <laughs> yeah.
3: That goes in. Tony came he, Tony came over and said, don't worry about it,
1: buddy. Get back up. We'll keep going. Well, Kai was good. There's a photo that I think... I can't remember if it was Tom or Caroline that took it for us of of Kai consoling break on his miss oh so really happens to the best of us not me i mean i'd never miss that <laughs> no, the but. reason why i said
2: uh, the reason why i say that second goal is houston absolutely showed nothing going forward in the second yeah. half that they was the first nothing. time they, they actually showed any point it was the first time they showed any danger what happens deflects off a white cap player right to their best striker and he puts it easily in the net i felt like that was like ooh, that's why i call that one wow because even if Breck Shea missed out, Thank they had you, a, plenty of opportunities before that to to score goals. They had so many opportunities in that game okay. to
3: score. True. They had so many opportunities. Yeah. Steve, can you tell me which of the opportunities was better than Breck Shea's to score? None. Okay. okay. But I, then, I'm just what, checking. I'm just what, checking. Well,
1: okay. Kendall's was closer because it hit the crossbar. I'm not seeing I mean,
3: Didn't it. they call that back for offside, that one? I can't remember. Exactly. I'm not saying you're wrong. No, I'm no, I'm just no, saying no, that's H- my opinion. No, no, yeah. No, this is not a right or wrong. This is a, this is a subjective thing we're doing here. And we will talk more about... Wait, what was Houston- yours? What was yours? Oh, Brickshy. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. We will
1: talk
0: more about the Houston match after this. Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, you're listening to the AFTN Podcast. Yo, you
4: know, I couldn't forget about H-Town. That's our family. Texas. Yeah. Holding me down from young. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Yo. Keeping it true. In the home of the brave. Chilling with the OG. UGK. Rolling up swishers. And I smoke till I faint. Drake pop while sitting them switches in the bar. All covered in candy and paint. I'm rolling around. h Where Texas them Hold me down. Rolling around. h Where Texas them Hold me down. I'm rolling around. H-Town. Texas them Hold me down. Texas mandem. Hold me down.
1: H-Town, Dizzy Rascal, he's bonkers. So we talked about the, the Houston game in part one. Now it's time to hear what the coaches had to say after the match. So we're going to hear first from Houston's head coach, Wilmer Cabrera. Steve went along to the Dynamo locker room after the match. Then we hear a little bit from Robo. He spoke for 11 minutes, so we're only using a, a couple of minutes of that. You'll find the rest, I think you'll find the rest on the, the Caps website, I, I haven't checked. But let's hear now from both coaches
4: let us hate but lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put it in a face. Let them know use the dynamo. Oh, use the dynamo. Oh, use the dynamo. Oh, use the dynamo.
5: Yes, I think we, we had a good game overall. Uh we, we came with a good idea understanding that uh, they were trying to counterattack and they were trying to do the quick transitions to surprise and uh, if they couldn't find the, the goals that way they're gonna they, they, they were relying on set pieces because they have a tall guys and they're very good in the air and uh, you know we, we went ahead with a good goal we created we did a very good uh, we, but uh, two minutes uh, before halftime, we gave up. We gave up the ball in the middle. Uh, sadly, the referee uh, told the guys that, you know, uh, they, they need to wait for the whistle. And they took, they, you know, they got, our guys trusted it in that aspect uh, to the referee. And they played quick. And uh, we were in a uh, good shape in that moment, and um, uh, they scored they tied the game at the end of the, the first half. And the second half, we came back and uh, we tried to, you know, uh, be solid again. <clears throat> and uh, it was a little bit too many fouls called, and uh, they were trying to use that as, a, you know, uh, just to kick the ball long and win on set pieces uh, I think uh, a couple of times we were sure that they, was offside, oh, they were offside 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 but the last man on that side uh, we thought that he was a little bit you know weighed in, in that aspect I don't know he wasn't clear of course we knew that we had VAR but uh, you know uh, we didn't, um, we didn't handle it well at the end. Even though we scored five minutes before the the, the end of the game, again set pieces they tied the game in set pieces. So uh, it's just it's uh, frustrating a little bit.
2: What were your emotions like in the last like 10, 12 minutes when? you know you're surviving wave a wave after attack and then you get a go ahead and then you lose it at the end is it just frustration or like you said before?
5: Well it's because we knew we knew that this team they don't they don't they just launching balls just to win the the headers over there we knew we were uh, they were trying to just launch every ball and, uh, and we were a little bit hesitant with our our decisions. Uh, despite that, uh, the, you know, the, uh, as I said, the lanesman on the right, uh, on that side, he was a slow to to call the the offsides, and it was clear some some offsides. But anyway, it's a VAR that we knew that it was coming. But then we, when we had the chance to put the ball, to win the ball, to move the ball correctly, we we created good chances, good opportunities, and at the end we score uh, very good goal that uh it was for us we needed to win this game and we we needed to close the game uh, uh, um, to to try to get the three points but you know 30 seconds over time uh the referee called another foul and uh, you know they were launching the ball and you know that, that was a goal so it's a set pieces, it's frustrating, but uh, now we have to continue working on that because we're giving up too many goals.
0: Well, based upon the second half performance especially, I don't think a point is fair justice. I thought we dominated the game, but it was clear and evident what we missed, which was the finish, um, and it'll come back to bite you on the backside, and I, I keep saying it, and it nearly did. We were 30 seconds from losing a game which we should have won comfortably, but great character shown by the boys.
1: You took us three emotions for that last five minutes and it looked like you the and sucking and punch it and
0: fighting back. Football's a horrible game, it really is. Um, and when you think you've cracked the code, it'll kick you in the teeth. And I thought, first half it was a sort of a bit of a chess match. We have started off very well. We had three or four decent chances. The first chance they have, they score. We get back into it with a, a quickly taken free kick from two centre-backs, which we didn't have planned. Um, second half I thought we played a little bit quicker, a little bit sharper on the front foot a bit. I think Effie Juarez when he came in made a big difference with the tempo of the game and we missed a number of chances. Um, and then we got sucker punched with a, um, a little bit of a square ball in the middle of the field, which is dangerous in football. Uh, but kept going, but we sh- they should have been out of sight. I-, I said in there we we know who we are as a group of players and we, sh- we know what we should have done today. Um, you know anyone watching that game knows that we should have won the game uh, football's cruel sometimes but what I'll take away from that is twice they show tremendous heart and what you lack for you know in certain aspects we make up for so much in other things and we're great you know we're great we never give in last kick of the game it's the best time to score a goal it's the most heartbreaking I'm sure Houston will be devastated with it but we're super proud. We deserve that. We deserve something from that game today. If not three points, then definitely one. And said, good, good character.
1: The gaffers and yes, as Steve said, Cabrera not happy with the referee and
2: and his lot. No, and it was hard to listen to him too because he just kept kept going on and on. And I asked about his feelings, and he went into about them launching long balls again. And so he was. <laughs> I guess that's a different type of feeling. Yeah. So
3: is that like the third or fourth coach this year who's talked about the white cap style of play? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the then he ball, was he was balls. he was talking about himself it's like a,
2: a how they played correctly. When in the mm-hmm. second half, they really didn't attempt anything until the 80-80. Well, the, what, <laughs> that, 80 to eight the eight correct
1: way to play against the Whitecaps. Give Don't... us the ball, we can't do anything with it. That does seem to uh, be the
3: case. It's not like they did nothing with it, this thing. That's the thing. No, like, I'm saying that no. Houston didn't do
2: anything yeah. with it. No, no. Now, but yeah. saying, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Mike
1: was... No, I know. Now, we were told beforehand that this was the two best counter-attacking teams in MLS. Now... The problem you have with that is when you've got two teams that like to counter-attack... Nobody wants the ball. Yeah. It's like the, that famous Simpsons skit about soccer, where they're just like knocking the ball... Just oh, the World the Cup the game bar. between yeah. Portugal
3: and someone over yeah, there. Yeah.
1: It felt like that at times in the first half. Did it? It did to me. I was oh. quite bored at, at big swaths of the match. Okay. see. The other problem, though, when you have two counter-attacking teams... Is you can also end up with offsides galore. That was certainly the case for the White Caps. Nine offsides in this yeah. one. Seven offsides in RSL in the last home game. Worrying
2: trend, maybe, no, but, but, but the difference they have w- to be better than that. No, I don't understand that, but I think this is different. Like there's lazy offsides where you're you're not paying attention at all to what's going on. And then there's offsides where they're trying to beat that that back line that you know the offside trap. And I think it's more to this. Zach, you could probably correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like they're trying to beat it and trying to time their runs, and it's just a little bit off, and the referees are calling it.
3: Yeah, I think the, I think that's some of it, Steve. And Some of it was on-set plays where yeah. they were the – On-set plays yeah. is really where it the happened. T- where the, there yeah. was the timing was a little bit off, yeah. or, or they cheated and then got, tried to get back, and then yeah. restart the run. And they were, for me, uh, Michael, we were talking about this a few minutes ago. The, one of the big There was a couple of missed calls or bad calls when it came to offside. Mm on the night the, the biggest one was in the first half where they called alfonso davies offside uh, and he wasn't no yeah and and they called it after they blew the plate dead after he received the ball and then was fouled in the box and it really sh- to me it should have been a penalty like it was it was it, yeah it was just really poor officiating the
2: defenders can't handle davie's speed and the linesmen can't handle it and i don't and i don't know yeah. if,
3: i don't know if i assume var's allowed to look at it that way but to them i don't know
2: if that is one of the things that the would be
1: able to look at though things that lead to penalties right yeah but uh, because it was flagged offside first yeah
3: so i don't think they they didn't blow the whistle till after the after the contact Mm. happened i need to see that again yeah anyway anyways yeah i guess i guess for me for me guys i think i'd rather have a team that's pushing and gets offside sometimes yeah then have a team that never oh, yeah. is never offside Definitely. and like too yes. waiting too much and yeah, whatever and be it, too it careful sh-
1: yeah it does it, show that you're and I would rather have a team that's creating chances albeit missing them than one that is not creating them at all at least there's something to work with there yeah they worked heavily on their finishing this week and they worked on
3: one touch passes when I was there on Thursday obviously they need to work a little bit more but like a prime example of how this pays off the one I can't think of one from this match but. When they got smashed in Kansas City, yeah. that pass from Tony to Jordy, where Jordy missed and went around the keeper, yeah. like that was like just perfect timing. You know, like that—that's I think the, the kind of passing and movement they're looking they're the, looking s- for. The
1: slim
2: like. shady moment. I mean, slim margin moment of that.
1: Moment. Well, talking to Anthony Blundell, we finally got to see two strikers together. I mean, who knows how long that that will last? <laughs> but oh man, not
2: perhaps a lot of positives to to take from the pair of them together. But. When the substitution happened, I thought that was pretty uh, good with Rena and Kamara playing a little bit higher. Yeah, together in
3: the st- in the stadium, I didn't like it. I yeah. was just like, well, "Don't take, it, leave him on, bring bring on."
2: In fact, you turned your back to the game at that point.
3: Oh, uh, were you? Were you no, Capo? No. Oh, you were. No. Okay, I was just uh, So yeah, I, in the stadium, actually, I did not like it. Mm-hmm. However, when I watched on the re- when I watched uh, most of the match uh, on uh, on the PVR, yeah. I saw. Then I saw. I didn't. I guess I didn't see in the stadium when Tony went down and was kind of not in a great spot. Do you remember that? Right before he went off, he went down and he was. Yeah, he was. Oh. He was feeling nice. it. That's right. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if it was cramp. I don't know if it was just a knock or whatever. So it, on, on watching on TV, re- watching it back, it seemed more reasonable in the stadium. I was like, this is seems to be working, and you need a goal. Don't take. Don't, don't no, take. Take. No, take, take no, someone we, else thought,
2: off. we thought it was going to be somebody else. Yeah, I, I, thought, a I, really I thought, thought a beanie. It was. I thought of Beanie. At the, yeah. But they did mention that it was good, it was an injury-related substitution yeah. at that point.
1: Reyna, though, I thought did look lively as a sub. Yeah, I mean, is he maybe starting to get some of his form back? He's had a couple of lively sub appearances. I would have started
3: him for this one. I was quite surprised that he didn't. Yeah, that was one of your disappointments, wasn't mm-hmm. it? But he didn't. The thing is there. He didn't start because they played 4-4-2. Yes, it was which, like, which then overrides
1: that disappointment because we got a, to a, see the two strikers. So I was excited by that. Exactly. It just didn't really have the... Immediate impact, but what they need is they need a bit of time to work together and uh, run running the team together. Uh, Blundell will learn a lot from a veteran like Kamara. I feel
3: does maybe, and maybe he needs to learn a lot from a a veteran like Kamara. Um, I agree with you to me, it overrides uh, playing playing that that game, playing that game as four for two or starting as four for two did override who I might have wanted here or there or whatever, but uh. I, uh, I, th- I, th- I disagree with you in terms of, like, it didn't work seemingly to begin with. Because I, th- I think it really did. They created chances out of it. They played, they played differently out of it. I thought it was refreshing. And maybe you could I, say... I just didn't think
1: they linked up very well together, though.
3: But again, it's the first time they're playing in a yeah. competitive oh, match.
1: You, totally get that. <laughs> Bernie Abini. Bernie Abini. Surprise start. For me, he hadn't earned it from
3: the week before. I, that's probably a fair criticism.
2: And the fact that uh, he definitely didn't earn it during the game because he was going against Andrew Wenger and he didn't, ch- except for one one play where he shot it from a distance. When he cut in on his yes. left. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the one time, other than that, he was pretty su- uh, quiet throughout the I, game. I,
3: I, I would have liked to have seen more swapping and Davies on taking on, on Yeah, Andrew. Well, yeah. We've got a tweet in from Angus Walker who is listening to us
1: live at the moment. He understands that we have to discuss the Sheamus, but it's distracting away from how awful Ibini was. Instead of going down to ten men, we started with the equivalent of ten. I, uh, I think Abini had a couple of good moments, some flashes that were promising, but I just don't
3: get why he started that game. I think so. I, first off, I think Angus is a bit harsh, but that's under, I think it's a little bit understandable. Uh, yeah. I, so here is the thing: who who would you start there? Would you, do you think Breck should have started? Because I don't think Christian should have started. I, I would have put Christian in I don't think he should game. i but I think honestly I think part of that was like y- you made a mistake last game the last game you played you made a mistake and there's not just the normal con- there needed to be to me there I'm, I'm not saying there was this is're all about forgiveness oh I'm about forgiveness but there's still consequences right and I- so I think I think a part of that was mm. was like you missed the your, your suspended game and you're not starting the next game because it didn't in the end it didn't cost the team. But it had the potential to really let the whole team down.
1: Oh, and when you got sent when oh, you got sent yeah. off.
3: So yeah. I think I think that, that, that that's my that's my take. I'm not I don't know anything, but that's my take on that. So I was okay with not starting. And then who would you start? Then you start you're starting Breck Shea.
2: Yeah, I would start Breck Shea or maybe Vinny Reyna. And that spot, yeah. no, and, then, and let and it, let Franklin good, let yeah, Franklin yeah. know that he you're not going to get very much help from and so you're on your own. Basically, <laughs> <on> <laughs> the right that's side. the problem. Is what
3: we've seen and, <laughs> and let Felipe know to you know you're come across. Yeah. Bre- Breck Shea would have been better. Breck and Davies wide would have been better because yeah. w- w- the times you're right, Michael. The times we've seen Jordy start wide, it has not gone it has not gone well yet. No,
2: well why th- not? Well, well, how about this? Start Blondell on the right side and put Reyna right in the middle. And then that would have yeah, play the right play side, and then
3: that would have been a four-two-three-one.
2: No, no, I mean Reina as the second striker. <laughs> I know, I like, saying. The midfield,
1: a little bit defensively minded for me. Too defensive. at home, and who they were they playing against? Yeah, Felipe was playing so deep who, who, in a home match. Was, so that's wasting. Who was times. who
2: was their midfield? Eric Alexander, who you're not scared of, and I think it was somebody. I can't remember. It who was who Seren who got. Something well, the else. way the yeah. way as well the second half was going, it's like
1: open up. Yeah. It's like you I, clearly are not needing your two DMs or maybe it would have helped with the goal. But Felipe has been wasted playing so deep. I just... It, well, you, you look at what assists he's got in every single season he's played in MLS and you're playing him
3: there. But so Houston, correct me if I'm wrong, Houston was playing what? A 4-3-3 or four two three one. 4 3 one So they really outnumbered those guys in the middle of the park, which is I think part of the reason why the DMs played so deep because they were dealing with Seren before he got subbed off and um,
2: Bonnie Garcia came on for him.
3: Yeah, Bonnie Garcia. Uh, who You just said the guy's name. Uh, I, uh, who's the other CM with him? I can't remember. Martinez? No, yeah, so Martinez was the third guy. Mm-hmm. Martinez was the third guy. So they were dealing with three guys in the middle, right? So th- I think that's partly why they looked so withdrawn, Michael, and why mm-hmm. they looked so like they, because they were dealing with three guys versus two essentially in the middle.
2: But but I don't think Alexander was an issue. Alexander, that's... I think Alexander probably dropped back towards the centre-backs anyways to help out with the two strikers. So I don't think he was playing much in the midfield himself. Yeah. If, if we look just
1: quickly at, at the defence, De Jong back backing at left-back. Now, rotation is probably going to be a thing over these three games and over a nine-day period. Who Who do you want or who do you think once we're back to our regular schedule, should be the right back and the left back. Uh, he,
3: um, this is what I'll say. I think we talked about maybe, I don't know if it was a while ago with Joe or who we were talking about. this? Or maybe we were talking with Chris even, actually, yeah. a couple weeks ago. I think, in some ways, the fullback position for the, the Whitecaps is, the, in some ways, the best it's been in MLS. You have two left Definitely backs. Definitely a good competition. Yeah, you have two left backs and two right backs, an older one, a younger one.
2: On both sides, on both sides yeah.
3: who are both capable, I think you should be able to start both of them in any combination. Uh, you know, whoever with whoever, and feel comfortable. And the thing I think that they could do because of that is you can, I think, ask for more out of those players in a ninety minutes in terms of both getting forward and contributing offensively Mm -hmm. and also being defensively responsible.
2: And you can do different matchups too. Like when you got a team that you're not concerned about the wide players, you can put Nowitzki and Levi in there. And then when you're concerned about it, like a – like. A strong player like Elise or something like yeah. that. That's when you put your veteran yeah. players. Yeah, I mean, in. some of it
1: will be dictated by the
3: well, opponent. So in that, in that, and that's why I think you saw who started. The both the veterans started. Yeah, you played against yeah. these big, strong, talented, multifaceted, talented winger or wingers, wide strikers, whatever you want to call them. And so I think that's why that decision was made. Now we'll, it'll be really interesting to see what happens on Wednesday against San Jose. Do do the two younger guys come in and get the start? Yeah, because if they don't. That's, I I, some questions probably but, need to be asked about yeah. what what the philosophy We're is with going
1: to preview San Jose, so I don't want to get too no, far into yeah, that. But I, I, I think that we might see one of them change. I like the idea of having a veteran on one side and the young one on the other and, and doing it that
3: way. But did you see the sense in having the two veterans Oh, yeah. To- oh, totally. Because yeah,
1: yeah. I spoke to Marcel de Jong after training on Thursday. And I said, oh, you're going to have your hands full with, with Kyoto. And it's like he said, don't forget Ellis. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, because I forgot how much he burned him in the, in the game down in Houston. And yeah. the
2: thing is, they could rotate. For example, this week, they could, they, you had uh, uh, Franklin and this in this game. Next game, you could go Norwiski and DeJong. And then the, in the, the third game, you could go back to Franklin and Levi's. Yeah. And yeah. then that way, you've, you've got to, like, the veterans have played two games. The young guys have played one game each.
3: Just to clarify, I think we've had, like, overall better left backs in MLS, but not as a, a group of, of full Oh, backs. yeah, yeah.
2: What about Jonathan Leathers?
3: He was very hard-working.
2: Okay. Um, now, now, do you, do you want oh, to, with no, actually, Jake and it, yeah, question? Yeah, now, a Now, today, apparently, there was a big, I think, uh, somebody put out an article about Jake and Whiskey, where are you? I think it was 86 forever. Somebody put out, and then Matt Doyle. I have not seen anything. I know, Matt Doyle uh, came in there and co- oh, was yeah, concerned about uh, MLS analysts okay. from M- the yeah. MLS site. Um, he came in and said, oh, another young player, getting being his progression stopped or development stopped or halted in Vancouver or something like he that. He hates <laughs> Vancouver.
3: Seems, well, he likes okay. it It's okay. Joe Deasy put him in his yeah. place. So, oh, uh, yeah, he called him out. Oh, I'm going
2: to have to check so all this I out. I put this on. Uh, do you agree with Jake Nowitzki now being a starter recently? And we put that out. Not sure it uh, was about 42%, so, but uh, other people that were made a decision. Does that
3: mean they don't know who Jake Nowitzki is? No, oh,
2: I think they're just not <laughs> sure whether he deserved to be back in the lineup or not. I'm Yeah. Uh, And then, so yes, uh, they do agree, because Sean Franklin is outplaying him at the moment. Um, That was 40%. I I like Franklin. I like what he brings. No, he needs to get time to return to his form from last year. That was about 17.5%. So it, it was more decisive to Franklin outplaying him which I think he has because New has not had a strong start to the season and when Franklin came in it was a big improvement on the right but He wasn't side. bad either. He so wasn't that, horrible no. but, he, but he wasn't playing the same
1: way he, he was playing last year. He wasn't forward enough but I think that was tactics. I think he was told not to get If that's forward. the
3: case then I don't have an issue yeah. with why he
2: I, then I wonder why he's not in the lineup right now.
3: Stereotypically second years are, are difficult. Yeah. The, the one thing that the, sophomore slump. the one thing that having Sean Franklin here this year will be the opposite of last year uh, is Basically, it was like Jake Jake's job after after um oh what's his name William after Williams had the uh, the off field incident it was it was Jake's job basically like there there's a I mean there's a whole backstory obviously to all yeah. that and team dynamic and all that kind of stuff but like yeah it, that was Jake's job and Jake I think whether he knew that or whatever but he he still worked hard to maintain his place. But this year is very, very different. And yes. to be honest, I'm surprised that we haven't seen him in one of these last, whatever it is, three or four games. Yeah. I thought,
1: I, I thought for sure he'd be in one of them. I think we definitely will pretty soon. Last thing we'll just talk about before we get to our player rankings. There was a big blow dealt at training on oh. Thursday. Stefan Marinovich went down. He looked like he got hit in the face with a ball and then he kind of just twisted his knee as he went down. Right away, one of the players said, oh, it looks bad. Uh, As Stefan was going off, he kind of mouthed an expletive of what he felt his knee was. Um, And then Robo thought it hadn't looked very good as well. After the match on Friday, Robo said, at best, best prognosis would be one to two weeks, but we could be looking three to four. He's going to get the full sort of prognosis of it all this week.
2: Well, I don't, I, looks... I don't play a doctor. I don't play a doctor on TV, I but I saw the limp, and I was thinking four weeks. Yeah, I was.
3: I was just, I don't know about you. I was disappointed that JJ Adams didn't put an article out on Thursday or Friday, <laughs> so that the rest of the league would we, know we, what's we're going on. we were all on. told not to. <laughs> um,
1: got uh, another tweet from Angus Walker who said, "Whilst I don't think Rose stood a chance with either of the goals, he yeah. seemed fingertips away. Marinovich being taller may have got there." However, he felt Roe's distribution was far better. Oh, yes, I agree with that. Always kick seemed to him, at least, to have a clear target. Something Marinovich has never seemed to.
3: Yeah, that's, I guess that's re- sure. You can give Rowe the nod on on distribution, I'll, I guess. But like
2: Elstad was good too on distribution. Elstad, yeah, really good. Alstead. yeah. David
3: Alstead. he was especially especially deep, especially yeah. deep. But um, with his throws and kicking, yeah. Uh, yeah, his long throw was good.
1: But, I mean, Roe didn't do too bad. I was a little yeah, bit worried because he didn't have hasn't The second goal, He didn't though.
3: look
2: great preseason.
3: He looked, He's looked so-so yeah. so
2: at training. He led the Galaxy two years ago to the playoffs. He was the keeper every day for them, so... Yeah, but Exactly. That, so. He hasn't played
3: for a while because
2: of injury. Maybe yeah. he just needs to run the team.
3: But as we know this year, LA has the most expensive back line
1: in the league. Yes, and they've given up 19 <laughs> goals so far, which we'll come to in uh, the next part. No, but... So, no, I,
3: uh, to be, honest,ly he, he lent the he he leaned he was he got caught leaning the wrong way on the on, yeah. the, on the the the, the go ahead goal the second goal yeah. well, that was did, the deflection too he didn't he didn't look great again I I think Angus makes a good point in terms of the, like both shots it looks like if you have a taller keeper or one who gets a little bit better of a jump and you think that both of those are saveable. but yeah
1: but it's time now
3: for our player rankings.
2: We normally uh, don't include substitutions, but I do want to include ones. <laughs> uh, Breck Shea got the, la- the, the bottom, absolute bottom, about everybody. Uh, but besides him, uh, you yeah, have Bernie Beanie at the bottom for start- starters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian Rowe was second from the bottom again. I-, I think it was mostly because he let two goals in, and um, you had Sean Franklin at oh no, sorry, Ali Gazal at third from the bottom. Oh, um, uh, Is- do you
3: think that's them blaming him for the first goal?
2: I think it was just. People just the, his oh, ability. No, he didn't yeah. really distribute very just, well yeah. in that game.
3: I saw lots of people ragging his yeah. distribution. Yeah,
2: yeah, kind of all over the place. So f- from the uh, from the number five to one, uh, we have uh, Anthony Blunt. Oh, sorry, Felipe. Felipe number five. Number four was Alfonso Davies, So which low. is a shocker that he showed so up. Not this number week. one. Yeah, number three was Jose Aha. Uh-huh. Number two was Kai Kamara, and number Poppy. one Poppy. Uh, well, number one was Kendall Waston. Obviously. He set up the goal and scored the goal. Was it, was I the, missed the
3: of stadium? Was the in-stadium <laughs> in uh, award thing, was it given to AHA? I, th-
2: I think I know the, uh, the post-game guys gave it to Waston. I th- okay. I thought I someone remember. said in-stadium oh, was AHA. Oh, because it was voted. They started like 10 minutes uh, oh, before oh, the before, game right. was over, and it was all Twitter. I still would have
3: given it to Kendall
1: for that setup. I would maybe have given it to AHA, though. He yeah. nearly got a second as well in the second half.
3: The one that hit the side Mm. inning, and the people on the one side of the city (laughs) thought it was in because he ran away like he did after he
2: scored the first. (laughs) Any other questions? Yeah, uh, as normal, we ask how many players get a passing grade. Number one was four to six with forty-seven percent. Zero to three, twenty-eight nine percent. Sorry, seven to eleven got twenty-three percent. So a lot of people thought that we had uh, quite a few players with passing grades. Uh, Where do you rank the coaching staff this match? Not as bad as previous weeks. Uh, Six to ten got first place with forty percent. 1-5 One to five got twenty four percent. Eleven to fourteen got twenty four percent, and fifteenth got still thirteen okay, yeah, percent. So there's still some holdovers. I know
3: we mentioned this earlier, okay? But again, can you fault the the game plan, the approach of the game? No. for this, Michael, not Steven? for me. No,
2: but you, it was the, it was
1: the execution. Was,
2: yeah, you're still going to have people that are still uh, got a bad taste from previous weeks. Yeah, it's, yeah, not like gonna, it's, said, it's not like I said, people are entrenched. We need better right? executions. Okay. Death penalty is illegal in Canada So that
1: is it for this part That is all we're going to talk about the, the Houston game You'll be glad to know We've got a lot more to come in the second hour of the show We're going to look at the MLS West Bring you a couple of interviews And a lot more besides So stay tuned and we'll be back after this
4: Hi I'm Alphonse Davies And you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show But may I ask answer honestly Oh what would you have done if you were me How could it go so wrong so quickly Oh what would you do if you were me Don't assume that I have
1: Beautifully haunting, frightened rabbit there, if you were me. Sad week, lead singer of that band, uh, a Scottish band from Selkirk. Stuart Hutchison committed suicide this week, had gone missing for a couple of days and his body turned up in the fourth. I mean, We've talked about this a few times on, on the show over, over the past couple of months about there's always someone there. If you are depressed, you want someone to listen to you. Someone will always be there for you. There's always someone to to speak to.
2: And and the thing is, is it it doesn't really make it like uh, uh, in this case, for instance. You know, famous people go through it, too. Yeah. You, you he, should not, he
1: battled depression. He talked about it publicly for years. Lots of his songs were about it.
2: Yeah, you, sh- you should not feel embarrassed if it's going on with you. But but even if it's not a professional you want to talk to, talk to somebody close to you. If, you, if you're scared to talk to somebody close to you, then maybe talk to somebody anonymously. There's always these helplines that are available. Yeah. So it, it's just about getting out there and talking about it. I mean, it got me thinking...
1: There's so much always done around Bell Let's Talk Day, which is a fantastic endeavor and it raises a lot of money. But it's like one day of the year and then folks seem to forget about it. Yeah, but there's other, the days,
2: there's other days too. Bell has one certain day, but there's other uh, Mental Health Awareness yeah. Day. There's other days available too. But it, they have to do it in one day because that money is going to oh, yeah. organizations oh, that are able totally. to I mean, I'm not work throughout the it, whole year. Yeah. It's
3: just, it should be something that's higher profile more. Well, I think to, to be fair, I think they have helped raise it, raise it, and I, and the, the that campaign. I think, from the, my sense of it, I know there's the one day where if you do the tweeting and the whatever with the hashtag, but to me, I I see it other places and the, yeah. both the build up to it. But I remember saw I saw it other times like it was like a half a year away and there was people talking about yeah. it or whatever. So yeah, I think I think that's really really uh, helpful. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, it's, the great thing is is. In one of the sorry, one of the good things about social media, because obviously there are some negative sides to it as as well, is that it is a way that you can connect with people. Like I know, oh yeah, uh, like in our movement, people were inspired and encouraged by like like Andy O'Brien talking about yeah. uh, talking about him, and he's a dude uh, that you know, if you tweeted at him and said, "Hey, I have these questions or I have these concerns," or or someone else you know. Like there's there's a way to connect with people that are not you you know you can DM and whatever like that are yeah. don't, you don't have to put your whole life out there or your whole story you can you know uh, I mean that, that that was the great thing about Stuart Hutchison because
1: a lot of people have said how much he helped them with their depression because he was so open about it he wrote songs about it one one of his more famous songs is actually called Floating in the Fourth where he he imagines killing himself by throwing himself off the fourth bridge and floating away in the water that is ultimately what he did. The, the the song, though, he's like, I'm going to keep suicide for another day. And then he says, I'm going to keep it for another year. So, I mean, it's always been something that's on his mind. And it it's, it's tough, but great band, a great loss. And there's no easy transition when you're talking about that no. to, to get back to, to soccer. But so we'll just move on. You are listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio. We're going to talk a little bit now to start this section off about Salaries cap salaries salary day came out this week. Folks love
3: that day.
2: Players probably
3: hate <laughs> I was going to say some more than others. I wonder if coaches like structure like team building stuff no, around
2: this. You know what? I, I I disagree with you because the player union is the one that brings it out there. Yeah. They want people to know what these guys are getting paid. The reason why is because they want to raise salaries for the people that are lower paid. And they want to show how low play. play. Yes, it hurts some of the people yeah. if they're not performing, especially if you're a white cap player. But other than that, because most majority players that play, get highly paid are performing in yeah. throughout the season. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just don't like it because I think it's a personal thing. I know
1: a couple of years ago, Kendall's wife really wasn't happy about it when, when they came out. I remember reading her on, online, but. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I, it's the, the union's the, call though. It's not. Oh yeah, the, the, no! Yeah,
2: the, the, the league would love to keep it quiet because they don't want anybody sh- finding out this information. So the, I, a, I see both agent, sides there. Agent can't go. Oh, this guy's getting paid. The, I'm outperforming him. I should be getting paid as yeah. much or more. That's what they want to do. Well,
3: so, yeah, and that is helpful. I remember before one of the concerns was where the league was at. Like, I you mean, know when the when Vancouver joined MLS. And the lowest salary was like $30,000 a year. Yeah. And, you're like, yeah. How and when can someone got, live in Vancouver, Vancouver? When that
2: got released, now, what is it, 52 54, or 54 four or something like that? Yeah. So it is improving. And it's,
1: it's you should be up. able to
3: live off 54. As Just. A, if as you're,
2: a, and if you're in a studio
3: apartment, sharing with three, yeah, other well people. They, 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 three other dudes, they all live in a. If you need help, they have a place to live. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, it's always a little bit
1: awkward, especially for the White Caps, because we, we are a team that because we don't spend a lot of money, I think the salaries get scrutinised a lot more than maybe some of the other teams do. Or maybe it just feels that way because we've been reading it from a White Cats perspective. But you have to say, there was a few guys we were waiting to see what the salaries were going to be, and there's some jaw-dropping ones on the list from a good and a bad point of view. Uh,
3: who, who stands out for you, Michael?
1: Well, I mean, you, you look at it, well don't want to pile on break shit any more than, than we have. But, but that's the obvious one. Yeah, 745,000 is a massive amount for, for a player of his ability, considering what he's done the last couple of years. Right. But that's a historic salary that is really hard to do anything with.
3: It's just we are now lumbered with it. Again, I think some questions need to be asked about that. Mm.
2: The, the biggest thing for me is the combination of Three and four on the list. Yeah, it, Ali
1: Gazao number three, 700,566. Effie Juarez, I thought he would be on a high ticket because he's a Mexican international. but Yeah, 620. Veteran player, but yeah, basically
3: 620.
1: And that, For me, the M- com- More than our DP, Kendall Woffston. Well, one
3: of the things, not to just rehash the Houston game, but one of the comments I saw in terms of the, relating to the Houston game and these individuals in, in midfield particular was some uh so i heard in some quarters some people basically saying like look when le g came out of the game with his poor passing or whatever and fe came on the possession was was better i didn't well, yes, i didn't have time to Steve like Steve worked it out that the three
1: subs that went off earned about nine hundred thousand, and the three that came on was 1.8
3: million so you were bringing on double the quality Technically, no, but when you replace when you talk about Ali G straight up for for Effie, right? Like, yeah. those are those are guys playing the same position, yeah. Their tickets, what 100 and whatever apart, like, it's not that drastic, AT is not yeah, even, yeah. So, yeah. it's not that drastic, no. But the, the, the type, the style of play, I thought was, I thought was interesting because oh, yeah. it feels like, it feels like Effie has not found his place in the team yet, no. And, and I just wonder if one of those things is, especially if they do play 4 4 2, is in the middle as someone who can keep possession.
1: Possibly. I mean, for me, some of the other ones that really stood out, not in a good way, Christian Teixeira at 412.
3: Right. It, it won, and you're not even playing I, him in away games. I haven't, I haven't asked anyone yet about this, but does that still include um, the initial the initial transfer, 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 transfer fee stuff? I don't
2: know. I think it does. I have a feeling it does because it does uh, unless this is a second contract. And that if it's a second contract, then it might not.
3: See, I can't remember mm-hmm. if this is I
2: uh, I don't think he's been re-signed since then. We should have a
1: sit down with Greg Anderson and, and ask him all this, but Bernie Abini
2: <laughs> we'll three hundred and
3: four thousand.
2: Yeah, that's, the one that's a okay, one to tell.
3: Okay, but last but well, last year on half a season he was on like what one fifty, one seventy? So that really shouldn't be that big of a surprise to me. It people. shouldn't be a surprise, but it's a horrendous salary for what we're getting from him. True.
1: That, that's what I'm looking at. It's not so much a surprise, it's just that we've kept these people on these salaries is the is is the big thing for me. And then I mean Stefan Marinovic is coming in at a hundred and sixty two and a half. That's and a good bargain. We we know that Ousted was on a very high ticket that's not even half of what Ousted was going to be getting
3: I mean you look at what else David's on this year I
1: didn't actually look at that I mean, it's like
3: 329 tw- yeah. somewhere between that's, that's 330 was, and 370 that's what I was told it was just over 300 yeah. yeah.
2: which I think the Whitecaps would have signed him for if he agreed to yeah, that it's less than what he was on here last
3: that's year what, I mean that's I mean we don't going to talk about this but that's there There was more dynamics to that whole yeah. situation obviously than just I, th- the I think the
2: biggest bargain has to be and that's this is uh, one reason I didn't put a, a poll question of which one is the biggest bargain because it was so clear and obvious it's alfonso davies at 72 yeah so I, I wanted i was thinking about putting who is the most efficient player in the in the yep. salary structure uh, and can we ban that word too oh can we <laughs> efficiency thing? yeah i mean fonzie and jake
1: Narwinsky, definitely two low ticket guys fonzie 72 and a half jake's seventy one six two five. simon colin 60,749. But that's uh, a home growth. I know, but yeah. it's more than David Norman, more than Sean Melvin, more than Justin Fittes, more than Debbie Flores. He's still around.
2: It could, well, well he's not. We don't, <laughs> we don't know the inner workings. What if Simon Colin w- 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 was offered a, s- a spot in Europe or something? He might have left and that's why they signed him because they want to keep him around. He got beat by 100 kids <laughs> with Eric Hurtado. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, in half time game. Yes. Hundred versus two. Yeah, did, that, what, it didn't get
1: beat up by a hundred uh, kids. What did
3: What did you guys think about that? Well, it
2: th- was, was
1: entertaining. It was more entertaining was, than I thought it would be. It was. They had no structure to it.
3: At the same time, I my first thought actually was like, "What if Eric Hurtado gets gets hurt in this halftime?" I think
2: I think we've done like when I coached my kids' team, uh, we did. Uh, I think it was the two of us, the two coaches against maybe I think it was fourteen kids. So, I can't imagine going up against 100. It looked frightening from above. It, it looked yes. like a swarm.
3: It looked like a school of fish
2: yeah. chasing a pellet of food. Yeah. Well, but they had, were, they had pretty good touches, yeah. some of those kids. Well, Ro- Robo had the,
1: the kids lined up in a 60 39 1 formation. <laughs> and it paid off. Simon Collin, though, was not tackling the kids because there was one run and he could have got the ball. He could have like really chopped if, the guy if down. He, if, he if he had
2: tackled one kid, there would have been like 10 kids falling down. It, it would have been a domino effect or whatever, like a pylon.
1: I, I want to take part in one of these games. It's gonna be carnage. Uh, just 100 versus me.
3: There's too many jokes there. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go near that.
1: Let's have AFTN versus a hundred. We've got about twenty folk writing for us, so just a selection of AFTN versus a hundred. Or AFTN versus Eric Hurtado and Simon Collin. Oh, oh they were done. <laughs> no no no. Joe Deasy, leading oh, scorer in Archman yes. oh, League that that Division Joe Three.
2: Dizy.
3: Yeah, just get the ball to Joe.
2: Yeah, just get him to Joe. All st- all You'll sometime. be in that? I'll be in that. There we go. For sure. If, can I coach? <laughs> you can stay in that with me. We had, they, no. they had like five. Yeah, they had, they had the three. kids had five. I don't want had I don't three to be five that
1: point. Anything else you want to talk about the salaries? or
2: No, well, I, I did come uh, put out a poll question. Um, whose salary was uh, the most, I'll use it one more time, inefficient. Um <laughs> surprisingly not the player you thought it was going to be because I'm assuming both of you probably thought it was going to be Breck yeah no it's Efren Juarez yeah and I had no uh, well, I did not po- because Breck Shea scored did, a bunch of goals how many times did you vote Steve I can only vote once oh. Um, but it was a whopping 52% people wait you vote you vote in your own polls of course I'm going to put my own uh, saying not all the time I actually forget some weeks <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten I forgot I so didn't vote. I didn't even see it this week yeah well, you're busy. Yeah, uh, Brexley did get second with about uh, just under twenty five, and then you got Ali Ghazal got ten percent. Tachera got a couple of votes at five. Uh, sorry, five percent. Ibini got five percent. Other got two and a half. I'm wondering who that person was. And Yordi Reyna actually got no votes. No, I mean, you're, for what Jordi did last year, I think his salary is fine. Yeah. That's
1: he's he's a got had, he's had a lot of expenses on the, the off-season as well, so he needs a good salary.
3: So, let, let, let's we want to talk more about salary. This, this is the concern, right? Last year, the big talk was hey, we're ninth in this, we're ninth in the spending and salary. Yes, therefore, so we're we're, we we're punched d- above our weight, punched above our weight. We're doing better than what we're, we're being efficient. Um, and uh, I'll finish your sentence. So, this year, so this year not only have we dropped in the spending table from 9th to 16th out of 23, but we've also dropped in our overall spending. Like These things should be concerning for people, right? Yes, because but
1: I think one of the little rumors that were doing the rounds in the off-season was around what budget RoboMobby had. And they were looking at what was spent on Montero last year. Robo wasn't getting an increase on what he had with Montero. He had to assemble his team with that Montero money. And if you kind of look at some of the pieces he added, they do kind of add up
3: to the Montero money. Okay, so you're saying... But again... (laughs) That, sure the, that, that Other teams will have
2: increased Their budget as well.
3: No saying, but the Whitecaps so. actual spending Is down Michael It's lower than it was last year It is down yeah I think
2: 500,000 or 600
3: Yeah it's lower than it was last year
2: Yeah
1: But that's because they released More than Montero Yeah The folk that he
3: had to bring in stand, Was for basically
1: example. on Montero's 1.8 Oh okay so And saying, then you've yeah. got all the other stuff And all the other folk that went But that's the top. thing
3: So uh, this is where people can look at Vancouver Whitecaps and say they lack ambition. Right? And w- in which they've come out and said that in not so many they, they've come well they give a mix, mixed message obviously because they want people to to come to the games. But uh, like you know we talked we talked about it too much but the ESPN article they, they're more forthcoming shall we say in that in that in that article but this should be a concern that they in replacing the money they spent on that striker last year, they haven't brought in a player on a similar wage because this is not just about adding up the money. This is saying the quality of player you can get. Yes, and that and that is a concern when you look at these teams who are doing well in MLS. Like you, uh, we don't need but to be you, spending. you can also look at
1: teams like Kansas City who do spend their money wisely. They're not big, big spenders, but they're still but
3: they're still investing more in individual players yes. than than Vancouver is.
1: They bring in a Johnny Russell.
3: Right, what's he on again? I forget. Him, I didn't even look at. Oh,
1: I forget. <laughs> I, I, I didn't look. I, at I that. really don't like looking at the salaries
3: too much, but there's just this part of me that just wants to, and then just gets upset, and then maybe I shouldn't. But, but, but it's not for me. It's not looking at the salary and saying, "Oh, this guy makes too much money," and blah blah. blah. It's saying, "This these teams have a player that at at a one point five million yes. level." This so th- Vancouver has, at a max, a player who's at a $1 million level. Yes, and there's a lot of teams with more yeah. than $1, $1 000, 000 And 12. with the mechanisms in the league that we talked about in the past, they're not using those. And that's where they are really letting the football community in Vancouver down.
2: Uh, so Johnny Russell makes a shade under 700000 and by a shade, $0.04. Cents. There you go. $0.04 cents under $700,000. But uh, speaking of Johnny Russell, speaking of Johnny Russell, he wasn't in, in, in action this week. No. KC but were had a other, week off. But there were other players that were.
1: Yeah, we're going to turn our attention now to the MLS West Weekend Review. A wonderful segue from Steve there. Caps dropped two points on Friday night. Dropped them to fifth by the end of the weekend in the table on 14 points. Seventh in points per game. Always like to keep bringing that up. Because it's very misleading just looking at the table.
3: Well, in a, in a league that isn't, doesn't have, a, like, a balanced schedule. Yeah. Like, and bizarre. by balance, I don't mean just that you play each team equally. Yeah, when you, you look at what yeah. some
1: teams have already played and what some haven't, it's crazy. But well, quickly rattle through some of the games over the weekend. I haven't really had a chance to see much of it because I've basically well, been stunning in I parks. Watch, I
3: watch lots, and, yeah.
2: So, uh, obviously, FC Dallas uh, beat out yeah, the Galaxy. Yeah, 3-2. Another loss for Zlatan.
1: Saturday's opponents for, for the Whitecaps as well, Dallas.
3: Yeah, Yeruti, Ur- uh, nice goal. Yep. Uh, what's his name? Lama. Got a race. brace, yeah. But uh, the, the big moment of the match was at the end of the match. It was the off of the hit. bar. It was the time, like, shook yeah, the crossbar.
1: Mauro Diaz back in the starting lineup for Dallas as well. Three assists. An assist on all
2: three goals for yeah, Dallas, which was fantastic. There. LA, four straight losses now. And they're giving up a lot of goals. And like you said before, it was the highest paid back line. And
3: Zlatan's yeah. looking more and more frustrated as the games yes. go on. Yeah. Would well, that- I
2: think
1: when you're starting getting losses and you're spending that money, it's like
3: pressure has to be mounting on, on Ziggy. Well, but, remember, Zlatan's only a 10 player.
1: Oh, well, yeah, yeah. We could have afforded him. He'd have loved the turf at PC Place. I mean, Dallas, though, they are starting to look strong, they're starting to hit their stride. We got our first win there last year, which was a bit of a surprise. I think it would be an even bigger surprise if we go and
3: do it next Saturday. It, it, the way the way Dallas collapsed last year is really interesting because
1: well, the way they've turned it around as well. It just shows you that it maybe doesn't take too much, as we've said before, to turn a team around. But it
3: makes you question how and why did they collapse so badly? What happened? Well, there was within- all
1: there was all the players that I had talked about they wanted to move on. They weren't going to let them go, so as. Plus, I called it, too, way before it happened.
3: Yeah. I think you're right, Michael. I think that played a huge role. Yeah. How you come and go from Dallas, I think, is an issue.
2: Mm. So, also, you got the Red Bulls beating Colorado. Yeah, that was a
1: pretty much a non-event. We don't have to talk too much about that. Daniel so, Royer, five minutes. Derek Etienne, 76, had Colorado on the ropes. Never,
3: never want to see Dead Bull win, but they beat Colorado, who is shockingly poor. Yeah. Jack McBean got a goal. Yeah. Good for him.
2: Mm. Wayne Rooney's new team went into <laughs> RSL and Hey,
3: lost. that's, that's a rumor. That's Mr. Not Potato confirmed. Head. Ogre. Potato Head. Shrek.
1: Yeah, the scout Shrek.
2: Is basically... Um, Barn burner of a game, 3-2. Yeah, it was uh, DC United scored first, and they scored last, but they gave up three in the middle. No, but the
3: game turned on the red card. Yeah. Oh, for
2: sure. I mean, yeah. Mora got sent off in the 22nd minute. It was
1: 1-1 by, yeah. by that point, but then after that...
3: Yeah,
2: They're tough for to DC. Baird, all three goals. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think Savriano's the guy who got cut down we, we knew
1: uh, it was going to be tough for DC to start the season with so many games on the road. I and mean, when you're not helping yourself by getting guys sent off as well, it's just making it more difficult. And it's, it's tough to then, if you're dropping points early in the season, to make those points up, which I, I guess brings us nicely to TFC, nothing to do with the West, but we, we've got to touch on that. Yeah. Another defeat for TFC. Two this week, didn't two. it? Two. Oh, yeah. they did they
2: lost in the midweek too? Yeah. It lost Gevinco his face. Yeah. sent yeah. off. Your boy Will Broon. Face. Wait, your oh, boy Will, Will Bruin. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even a hand to the face. He actually grabbed it by by the cheek and like squeezed. Mm. Basically, it was like a. It was moronic. And yeah. then then he's was, like, "Whoa!" Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. He, he's deserved to go be sent off quite a few times this week, year, and they haven't done it.
1: Yeah, uh, he should. Last last season, like he's a skillful player. He's one of the best in MLS. I'll say that, but the other side of him is just. So frustrating and
3: annoying It it was just It was An absurd thing to do You know You can't do it You've seen in this league Where a friend Touched a friend's face From another team And got sent off Like it was just like He didn't know he was his friend Well whatever Whatever That didn't matter You saw that happen in this league With no Like no Nothing being changed Nothing stopping it Right And if you If you watch the game He uh, Was it Geiger I can't remember who it was now Anyways the ref The ref goes in like
1: pencil I think it might. Have yeah. been maybe been pencil. pencil. Yeah. So, they look similar, good. those two.
3: He goes over and he like doesn't even really look. He like looks oh like like half a second. Walt turns around and walks over. It wasn't even a question. The one thing you could say is if he was going to do that and maybe you can't with the VAR rules. But to me the slap from the guy trying to get the ball away it instigated yeah. it and probably deserved a Inst- yellow, not yeah. a red. I think that.
2: So. Instigated it, but it wasn't worth going back and squeezing because he didn't lose the ball. He no. just slapped, no. tried to slap it away. No, if
3: he went to him and, and kind of hit him on the side or yeah. like, like tapped him on the side like, yeah. hey, what are you doing? Yeah. He, he would have got away or he might have got a yellow or he might have yeah. got nothing. But it, it was it was just lunacy.
2: Yeah. Now, Seattle got the win, but then they had a game today. Yeah. Because I, I, ha-
1: I haven't seen anything off. I know well, nothing about oh, it. I should read, I, Twitter. So I, read Twitter. I, I saw, Twitter. saw oh, this one. you <laughs> uh, <laughs> watched it? I, I watched the highlights. Oh, yeah, I I've the seen the game. highlights. Because it wasn't on TSN. They had the other two games today yeah. and they didn't have that.
3: Yeah, and I still haven't got to Zone, so I didn't watch it. And I was out for Mother's Day, but I was <laughs> oh, <laughs> following, so it, it, on, lot. I was following <laughs> it on Twitter. Yeah. Following it on Twitter. Oh, my goodness.
2: Well, the thing is Seattle dominated Ooh. the game. Well, like my shots! All, all everyone
3: said, all said on Twitter was, "This is the most boring match I've yeah. ever seen." Really? But they, but, they yeah. got
2: the, but Seattle got a lot of shots on goal and everything like that. But when you look at the highlights. The highlight went from skip from like twenty minute, twenty five minutes to eighty three minutes. They had block, so basically nothing happened. They in had between blocked there.
3: shots in the highlights. Yeah, that's how few highlights there were. Oh wow! Now uh, one thing I want to talk about this game. Uh, ultimately, Blanco went on and got the only goal in the eighty fifth, eighty sixth, eighty third. Oh, it so was a late winner as well. Right? Yeah, and. Uh, the guy who dove, it uh, starts with a V, the new striker there, or it starts with an A. Their big new striker for Portland, I forget his name. Anyways, he, he, he dove and didn't get a penalty, probably should have been booked, didn't get booked. He dove, but then he received a pass from the defender, turned and played through Blanco. Blanco was in inchi- a nice little chip from uh, Overfry. Then he goes to celebrate. Okay, you haven't heard about any of this, right? No, he goes to celebrate. So he runs behind the net and he's looking for something and he can't find it. So he goes and celebrates with his teammate and then comes back and finds it. And because apparently his nickname, uh, he's from Argentina, right?
2: Blanco. I think so. Yeah, his
3: nickname in Argentina is is Chucky, and he puts on a Chucky mask.
2: <laughs> like the, <laughs> horror, the, I, the horror he, he didn't show that in the highlights so I didn't even yeah. know that so he
3: puts it on and, he's wearing, and then he wore it in the post match celebration too now one thing that's a little bit awkward is usually when you have a prop like that uh, you get booked for it so he didn't get booked for it and he did get booked for a very bad foul a moment or two later, and Ooh. Seattle people are feeling hard done by that he should have been sent off, yeah, I which I f- think would have been honestly have been I don't think it would have made that much yeah, of a probably difference. Probably would have made a difference. But no, but it would at least made them feel. I will have bit to better. catch up with this when I But, yeah. Like, yeah. but uh, it was a boor- boring, minutes. boring match. From me. Ah. I just watched the condensed. But, like but
2: Seattle could have scored like uh, a couple times at the beginning of the game. Uh, that uh, Noosu guy or whatever—I can't remember. his know who? No who? That's yeah. Like. But it
3: was like a. Sh- it, no, the chances weren't like.
2: No, they weren't. Great. They, but there were a couple mm-hmm. chances early in the game. Yeah. After that, it was like nothing going on until the goal was scored. Interesting. There, there is
1: one other Western team that we're playing this weekend: San Jose. We're going to come to that in part four.
2: There were two actually. We missed the LAFC playing New oh, York yeah. City today. today. Oh. I saw that. I, I saw that. that. It was 2-2. Yeah. yeah. Um basically went back and forth and then I think it was a, a There's these, There was a penalty in that. Lot,
3: one. Lots of VAR. Yeah, there was a lot feels of VAR like in that. like var, var, VAR is not like a part of every game like three or four times it feels like. The
2: first goal was a VAR related penalty. Um, it was a handball. It was totally handball. Yeah, but they didn't catch it Villas then uh, was stopped on the penalty. But then followed up and headed it d- in, diving, d- header. diving header towards the line, line. similar to what Waston did, except he got it through. Um, and then an old, own- I could have had var at the provincial cup today.
1: Could I have just shown my camera? You should have.
2: Then, then there was an own goal in the box uh, for LAFC. Yeah. Well, for, New York City scored it for LAFC, basically the, the defender. And then Carlos Vela had a great shot into the top corner.
3: That's that's the first goal in that stadium in the end where the supporters are. So they've had like four or five other goals, and they've all been at the same <laughs> end of the same. That was the
2: first one. And then it was, a, again, in the, with about 15 minutes to go, they tied it up. It was a, another uh, – it was a shot basically the goalie was able to stop it and then to, but couldn't uh, pounce it away a long, far away. And then the defender, I think, came off from the left side and just struck it in the net.
3: Well, one crazy thing, I don't know if you saw – did you see their game midweek?
2: Who did they play midweek? I guess not. <laughs> <laughs>
3: now I can't remember who they actually played. But the stadium was like – Oh. A lot of when you no, watch hey, these highlights,
1: don't talk about empty stadiums when we've got San Jose at seven thirty. You know, uh, no, no, I, no,
3: no, I'm not saying. I, I'm just saying around the league. I yeah. wonder how worried they are. I wonder how much they're like. Oh well, Atlanta's got seventy five thousand, so that offsets whatever else. Because yeah, there's a Seattle lot of, pack them in, more and more and more. Like it, it feels like it used to be like. Oh yeah, March. No one comes because it's cold mm. and whatever. But it feels like this is going later and later every year. That's the, the problem with a league with playoffs. You don't really need to care about
1: it till towards the end of the year. Anyway, we will be back to look at San Jose and a few other things
6: after this. Hi, I'm Eric Hurtado and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. My favourite time of the show now. Zach's least favourite time. It's wavelength time, but don't worry, Zach. This is less than two minutes. I'm keeping the, the rap theme. That we had with some of the earlier songs Columbus Crew, y'all Well, if I'm going with rap and wavelength You know that can probably only mean oh, one deuce? thing Deuce? Nope, no, not oh. deuce We're back to Wales's premier rappers oh, yeah. Goldie-looking chain And I thought I would play this now Because it's about Tony Pulis, And it looks like Middlesbrough are not going to be advancing to the championship final So I'll get this in now This was when he was the manager of Stoke City with them getting relegated, maybe he'll end up back there. But this is Goldie Looking Chain and Tony Pulis. <laughs>
4: Tony Tony, 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 Tony Pulis, one hell of a bloke. Tony Pulis, he manages Stoke. Tony Pulis, not from Brazil. He's from the port and he was born in Pill. Tony played football in defence, but now his playing career is in the past tense. started playing football back in the day, the Newport YMCA. His professional football career began. He played for loads of clubs like Gillingham. Newport County and Bournemouth, 2 and Bristol Road was just to name a few. Tony is a man of great ambition, hung up his boots, got a managerial position. With his initials on his track suit, he taught the team how to pass and shoot. Tony Pulis, one hell of a bloke. Tony Pulis, he manages Stoke. Tony Pulis, not from Brazil, he's from the port and he was born in hell He managed a few clubs along the way, now he's back at Stoke, could be to stay. A couple of signings and the few. And he won promotion to the top flight He wears a tracksuit and a baseball cap If he had a gold chain he could probably rap He's an honorary member of the GLC And maybe one day he could manage county Tony Pulis, one hell of a bloke Tony Pulis, he manages Stoke Tony Pulis, not from Brazil He's from the port and he was born in hell
1: Goldie looking Shane there, and Tony Pulis. Did you like that
3: one? It was not as good as our conversation. No, <laughs> <during the break. laughs> we we're trying to get to the bottom of some significant things. It was nice to have. Yeah. It was nice to have background music. Well, we we'll just keep playing that every time we have our chats. <laughs> just keep
1: it real. But anyway, now we're back to part four. We're going to look ahead to the game that's coming up on Wednesday. We're not going to do the full preview show that Joe, Nick and Gideon do. And they're not going to do one for this either because there's just not enough time to get all these things out. So we'll just rattle through a a little bit of a San Jose preview. First meeting of the season between the Caps and San Jose. San Jose, 10th in the West right now with eight points. One this week though. Yep, from nine games. They actually bottom though in points per game. One win from five matches on the road all season, which happened this week. This just happened yeah. this weekend. Eleven goals for, thirteen goals against. They yeah. won their first game of the season. First game of the season was a three-two win at home to Minnesota. Mm. Then there was a seven-game winless streak, last three of which were were three straight losses. Before they came away with a three-one win at Minnesota. Just so basically, on they've only beat Minnesota this yeah, year. Yeah, they can only beat Minnesota. At least Somebody can, but we can't beat Minnesota. So does that make them favourites for Wednesday? Either? I mean, it's going to be a cracker. Yes, it's <laughs> going to be a nil-nil. It's got nil-nil written all over it.
2: <laughs> I don't know. They got some decent scorers on their no, team. Well, Wanda- the
1: team. No, always scores here. Yeah, well, well, let's look at Saturday's game. Yeah. Magnus Eriksson got a penalty two
2: minutes in for San Jose. I think that was VAR related too. I'm mean, not missed. Dude. No, no, was that a, was... No. There was something oh, they, they else. They would have yeah. to have reviewed it, but
1: yeah. yeah.
3: I don't think so. It was Christian Ramirez Clear, clear and obvious it on the field. Was
1: it? 26th minute. Two second half goals, though, for San Jose. Danny Hosen. Just a tap a big in. Dutchman. 69th minute.
3: So someone on Twitter said they, they, th- they thought... Uh, you Have you seen Ramirez's goal? No. You haven't, right? Anything you, I you that, ask yeah. me that I've seen this yeah, weekend, if it's not in out. Burnaby Lake, You are watching live guard, football, no. Um, someone tried to, re- to compare it to Eric Hasley's goal in Seattle. No. Because it was what? like, yeah, it was like a pass back and he just like was way out and turned and shot far corner.
2: Yeah, no, I, it, I would it was, say more like Kumiento's goal, but even I don't believe it was that.
3: What, against New York? Yeah. No way, oh, that yeah. was all
2: the build up. No, I'm just the, saying it's closer to that, if anything, mm. but it's not even close to that. So
1: that I thought is, it was a poor
3: comparison. San so yeah.
1: third goal came in the 76th minute. That gave him all three points. Wando,
3: From the spot. Nine
1: short now. Of Landon Donovan's all-time MLS that, goals. That second
3: penalty went to VAR. Yeah,
1: yeah that second yeah, one. Did, yeah. Yeah,
2: I know that one of them did.
1: Wando came on in the 55th minute. He earned man of the match just being on for, for the final 35 minutes of the game. He did well to set up there. Well, he got a goal. He got an assist. Yeah. He's probably going to get the start on Wednesday. You always have to watch that he, that he is a threat. Do you think he could get those nine goals to tie Landon Donovan <laughs> on Wednesday? I doubt that. <laughs>
2: If you play for Sporting, maybe. We might go three at the back.
3: If we had the Galaxy defence.
1: <laughs> he, Seriously, he, those
3: El Clasicos lead to a lot of goals.
1: He's having a, a good year as always, though. But leading the line for San Jose is this Dutchman, Danny Housen. Yeah. Four goals. Second season now in the team. He's a permanent transfer after being on loan last year. So nine goals and forty-one appearances, five of them were last year. So he's already one shy of, of of what he got all season. Have you seen much of him? What What, what do you think he's going to? Well, pose see, for the the cap, I only Wednesday? saw
2: the game, the highlights for this game. He seemed clinical on that one goal. Like it was not from that far out, but he's he is he 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 well. a danger, and he's Dutch, so he has to be good. And then, yeah. and I think Ericsson I think he led the legal uh, Swedish league last year in scoring, if I'm not mistaken. But well, I could be wrong about that. Well, does of- Ericsson leads a team with three
1: assists. And yeah. But also has three yeah, goals. Yeah, three goals as their,
2: well. Their attack, yeah, does look different. It, right. it looks much more dangerous than last year. Yeah.
1: But it's just very surprising that they're, they're so far down the table. I think again. it's, it's, I like, think it's is it the, the defence. I think it's the
2: defending in this case. Mm. Well, last time we saw them, defending was an issue for them last yes. Year
1: too. Yes, yeah, oh, that's true. Five goals past them. Yeah. Vaco is their DP. I'm just going to go with that as his name. I'm not going to attempt anything else. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, he's also a danger. Two goals and two assists in the year.
2: So they seem seem like they have the attack. Yeah, it is it's definitely just, defensively yeah. that, that, that the, they are struggling. Oh, yeah, the
3: the goal from Ramirez was a bad back pass from Shea Slenas at left back.
1: Oh, oh that's right. That's yeah. what I that's yeah. The, yeah. I, lo- I, I love Shea Slenas. Could we be looking Chase at a high-scoring game then on Wednesday? 5-4, Kevin Keegan style. Just
2: or or this attack. It, it, will this be the game where San Jose gets the defense right?
1: Or will be no 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 yeah, probably. Um... I think we'll likely see changes for both teams from this one. It can't be nil-nil. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I'm going to predict that then. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) What changes are you expecting from the Caps? Should they ride the team out? Try and get them to bury those chances that they had? I mean, they created a lot on Friday night. Should they go with their strongest lineup for this? Kind of give up a little bit on the Dallas game? Or are we going to see like a mixed strength for both these games? The Dallas
3: game is on Saturday, right? Yeah. And it's an away game. Yeah. I think they're going to put. They're going to say we take one game at a time. Yeah, I was going to ask
1: Robo on but, Friday, but, but I thought there's no point, no, because we know what it's going to say. Yeah.
3: So they they know they need they have to win the San Jose game. Like there's there's no option. You have to win that game because it's a home game. Um. So I think you'll see them invest what feels like more than what they might what they might end up investing on on Saturday against Dallas away. As we talked about earlier, one of the interesting things will be what ha- is, what what does happen at fullback? Like, are they going to mix it up? Because that feels like an area where they could mix it up. I'm more are,
2: interested in midfield to see what's going on in the midfield.
3: I, I would be I would be okay actually if other than the fullbacks, everything else stayed the same, and, uh, except for maybe Shea for a beanie if you want to help Shea get over.
2: Yeah, a- a- a want-
1: beanie should not be starting. On yeah, so
3: maybe C. Tichera, Tichera, or yeah,
1: I definitely put Tichera in.
3: Tichera or 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 or, or Breck.
1: I I. I Honestly, thought Teschera was going to get the start just from the little bits that I saw at, at training on Thursday. But he was playing lots of more mini games and mini squad, so it was kind of hard to tell what was what was going Keeping on. Keeping you on your toes, uh, was whipping some good balls in.
2: I'm wondering if you see Tybert in there to take like be that like mm. kind of aggravating oh, yeah. guy. He, on he must be. He wasn't so in the frustrated. 18. I know. No, I don't
3: get it. We see he walk past the section. We're like, dude, are you okay? He's like, I'm fine. Well, that, <laughs> that's like, the oh, thing. Is
1: he has that kind of player, but. As you know, I've come full circle. Well, yeah. not full. Circle. I've come half circle. You turned, turned, turned around. I've turned around.
3: Him. Yeah. You've seen the error of your ways. Yeah,
1: but he doesn't add anything offensively. That's the thing. Well, he d-
2: defensively, he offensively, oh, offensively. Got gotcha. you. No,
3: he, but he, well, has he, a, he he has the potential for apart that. From I mean, some of those
2: haircuts I, he's I, had. I think he actually does deliver a decent uh, a ball out to the wide areas from d- in deep. Like he, he like the way Felipe th- uh, be that deep line playmaker. I know Tiber's obviously not up to that level. But he's better than a Gazal would be, in that in, the in terms of distribution. Yeah, yeah. distribution. He, apparently, um, there's a stack going around. I saw somewhere on Twitter that he's got the best passes going forward, best percentage passes going forward, not back passes, yep. but going the, forward. So yeah.
3: the other awkward one, other, one other question about the squad. Maybe this is not the starting eleven, but the eighteen was. Uh, there Was I guess the eventual be LAG, but within there no was centre no there was no center back. Yeah. What happened to Aaron Mond? We
1: said that when Gazal got taken off because we're like, he was like, that's our backup center yeah. back, yeah,
3: yeah. But I guess uh, FURs would have been the next choice,
1: or mm. De Jong
2: they would have put there, or
1: yeah, let's go three at the back,
3: yeah, De Jong And
1: well, let, let's talk yeah. about De Jong now and let, let, let's look at the defense. But Marinovich is going to be out, so Rose is going to be in goal, barring a
3: bizarre no, inclusion yeah, with no. Sean
1: Melvin. Okay, so Brian Rose in goal.
3: I mean, I'm sorry, I would love to see Sean, personally. I'd love to see Sean Melvin, but it's not going to happen.
1: We're going to keep Aha and Waston? I think you have to after the way they played on Friday. So we're looking at the fullbacks. I think he'll switch Sean Franklin out, give Jake Nervinsky a, a shot, with De Jong still at left back. And then for Saturday, we might see Levi's come in and Franklin come back in, or Levi's and Nervinsky... I think that the plan is to kind of give them all a rotation in these three games. Haven't heard that. That's just no, no, yeah, my thinking that would kind of make sense and see they know they've got the competition. Just see who rises to that
3: that challenge. I think I'm going to be wrong, but I really think Brett and Jake should start with Kendall and Jose.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I I would like Jake and Marcel because I do like the young guy, the old guy. Yeah. What
2: about you, Steve? Well, you like a young, guy guy? a young guy and an old guy? I like a young guy and an old guy. For the back line you're talking about?
3: Sorry, I was doing... Yeah, the, just uh, for sorry. the back end. Just from
2: the back line. Um, uh, I, would go, uh, I would go in this way, Jake and Marcel, because um, I would rather have Franklin in oh, in the away game against mm-hmm. FC Dallas. And uh, the center backs are the same. No, no changes there.
3: One other thing about the center backs, because uh, U- <laughs> oh, you haven't been on Twitter, but uh people have been tweeting up in well like farhan i think and so <laughs> i've been tweeting how i don't know if it's one or two games that uh Danielle henry's played in ottawa oh, and they like haven't conceded i saw him
1: tweeting something earlier in the week about yeah, that they yet. haven't
3: conceded with him playing so i think it's been at least two games and so it's like hey we're gonna be okay yeah Boy. when we
1: go down we get relegated to the usl <laughs> we are gonna be awesome with the nail in the back line what about formation then for this one it's Robot doesn't get caught up
3: in formation. I go I, back to I, I, go
2: go, back. I, go, I go four four one one. Oh. With Jordi Reyna as being the one behind the striker, which is mm. Kai Kamara. Oh. I like that. Oh yes. <laughs> what
3: I want to see is four four two with Tony and Kai. What I think might happen is four four one one. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> Exactly. Uh, exactly. I think it could be four four I, one with Jordy and Tony. And Kai. plus we
2: don't know about Anthony Blondell's availability. He he did have that minor knock.
3: Um, and you never know what minor knocks turn into. Yeah, yeah. they
2: do. Yeah.
1: I'd like to say a four three three. We haven't tried that yet. Oh Ooh. come on, <laughs> man. They only have two days to try to <laughs> practice it. We used
3: to play that a lot under this Indie Eleven coach named Martin Rennie.
1: I like three five two. I don't know if I've ever mentioned <laughs> that. I liked three five two, that's maybe what I should say. If you're gonna experiment with three five two, this is the game it do. No, it. this is not or the game Dallas.
3: To do it. No, 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 no. No, no. 442 would be great to see. I, I like
1: Steve's idea,
3: actually four four one one. Let's just hmm. call it four four two. Yeah. Which is I usually don't do not like as a formation personally, but I think it, for this group it, it can be good.
2: Well I, I just think that you, I just call it a four four one one because I, I think Rayners should drop in a little bit to assist. The well, well, who's your but I would like to see him more up top.
1: I, I think we're going to see Effie back in because Robbo really sang his praises after after the game for the contribution you, you that he could, made you, after he You came could on. go...
2: Uh, boy, sorry we're uh, boring you there, uh, Zach. <laughs> um, I don't
1: know where that yawn came from.
2: I'm sure that yawn got picked up
1: on the thing because I wasn't even looking at him and I heard a yawn. <laughs>
2: uh, Zach... Uh, Zach. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not fit for this match. I don't mind Juarez in this game um, because eventually he has to earn his money. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Unless they manage his minutes, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay, we're gonna lose Zach for a bit.
2: I'm gonna try to talk with Zach, laughing, with me not greasy. Okay. Um, oh man, I, I think Juarez probably would be a best bet now. The param I I I want to put Felipe there, but I don't know if he's the good pairing with Juarez. Mm-hmm. Do you put Tybert into that? Uh, starting lineup even though he hasn't played for a while so that's those are the three I'm thinking about I don't think it's is going to come back into I, this I one I think you have to go with someone like Tiber
1: if, if you're wanting Kendall and Aha to be as far forward and all the set pieces yeah. and everything you need a guy that's going to be back there
2: and the thing is with you have if you have like like you were talking about Vako you got Ericsson you got Hossein and you got um, uh, Wandalowski. you're going to need somebody to be running around yeah. And I don't think it's all. It will be able to do that after playing, you know, seventy minutes or whatever he played. Last and plus,
3: game. yeah, he took a. He went off kind of gingerly he, he, too. Yeah, he took a bit of a knock doing the game.
2: Yeah. Predictions.
1: Then we w- we won't do the the prediction shows prediction game.
7: Oh,
3: I'll t- I'll take, I will take one. I will take one. Key
1: but, pass yeah, actually, from Efrain War, and then Joe is going to have to
3: look it up because I'm not going <laughs> to.
1: So one one key pass for you. From... No, wait, no, 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 was, that was a total joke. Oh, okay. Let
3: me let me think about this for a minute. I was not thinking in this uh, in this mode because they do they do like key passes and yeah, dribbles, dribbles and, and tackles and...
1: and. I'm I'm gonna say Alphonso Davies will have six dribbles.
3: That sounds high. There'll
1: be one key pass from Fe Juarez. Oh, that was mine. Okay, I know. I like that. I... When you said I thought I'd
3: just nick it, and I, uh, the key. They often one of them will choose Kendall Watson for a yellow. Usually. Oh that, yeah yeah. Not because he's, not be because suspended for the Dallas game. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, then, no, that works. Then he doesn't have to travel. He can stay home rest.
1: I'll go for Brian Rowe getting sent off and what? then Sean
3: Melvin making his MLS debut. I, well, I would love to see Sean Melvin, but that does
1: not sound like the ideal. What about score predictions then?
3: I think... Wait, wait are, we, are we doing three? We gotta
2: do I, three. I think we still laughing. I didn't think we got to do three. No, no, I just... I, I wasn't going to do that. Anyways.
3: You're not going to do it?
2: No, I'm okay.
3: Okay, wait, i am got to do three. What's your third one? I didn't... Do... Brian Rowe getting sent off. Ooh, I thought
2: it was a joke. Okay. (laughs) No. Um,
1: I'm going to go with... I like to think out of the box. I'm going to be in one of those Whitecaps videos.
3: I'm going to go with 40-plus percent possession for the Whitecaps. Ooh. I'm going to go with... I'll take the Kendall yellow card because let's give him a rest Mm. on the weekend. Although he's going to be away for the World (laughs) Cup after pretty soon. so we don't want him injured for the World Cup. That's true. And then I'll go with... um, I'll go with a goal, one, at least one goal for Jordi Reyna. Hmm. Those, are, those are too traditional for yeah, those guys. Yeah, they're, they're good. What about your score prediction?
2: I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll go three now, uh, now that I, I had time to think about it. Okay. Three oh. nil? Did you say three No, no, now? no. A th- a three. Uh, oh. a, oh. I'll say o- Jose Aha with an own goal. Oh, oh that's... Um, I will say uh, Marcel Dion with three crosses into the box.
3: Oh, no. you've been—you haven't even listened to the show, and you sound like
2: you're on it. And um, I will go with Jordi Reyna with an assist. Very good.
1: Prediction wise, I'm going to go 0-0 You,
3: you weren't joking. St- I'm,
1: no, I'm going to stick with that. Wow. Set the bar low. <laughs> Get enthused at the game.
3: I was so I was so excited because I thought Portland, Seattle, were going to go nil nil today. <laughs> I was just like sweet because in a terrible a terrible weekend where you drop two where you drop two points, Montreal loses, Toronto loses, and then a zero zero there would have been made some things felt better. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, something along lines of let's say three two. Steve, you give your prediction. I'll decide who's going to win three two.
2: I <laughs> will go uh, three 0 Whitecaps. Oh
3: wait, what? What about Luan
2: <laughs> No, no, I'm gonna say is he gonna have to wait? Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking that travel from Minnesota. If they do, they're obviously gonna go back to San Jose and then coming back this way in three days. Wh- Vancouver Whitecaps yeah. have one extra day of rest, and they're playing. No, they, they might just come here. If they do come here, then oh, I they think they'll be... come straight here. Yeah. yeah, that would be foolish. Then I just caps the whole... train why, Saturday, why? Not really, Sunday. San Jose's not that much of a travel. No, but it's an extra flight. It's an I know, but they, I think they would rather go home and probably rest there. Oh, it's Mother's Day. I might want yeah. to go home for that. This is professional football, Michael. I, I guarantee you, you'll see sandals. Wow, tra- you have no heart. There, I'll look it up right now. Okay. Anyway, I'll, who's going to win three uh, two? So we can get this break?
3: I'll say. Oh, I'll say Vancouver. Okay, Vancouver I, winning three yeah. two.
1: You heard it here first. And we'll be back with more after this.
0: Hi, I'm Kakuda Mane. You're listening to AFTN Soccer Show.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. Part five. And this part has got nothing to do with the Whitecaps. Caps. We're gonna be looking at RBC's Soccer Web headlines, but first of all, we're gonna bring you an interview with TSS Rovers head coach Colin Elms. TSS Rovers season kicks off on Monday at home to Lane United. They've also got a game on Friday night as well, so if you're listening to this after Monday, you can still get to Swan Guard on Friday night and take in a game. Second season for the Rovers in the PDL. They've put together a really good team. So much different atmosphere around the club this season. I've got high hopes for them. They've got some goals in the team. We'll talk a little bit to Elmo about that and a few more things as well. So let's hear from him now. So Colin, it's less than a week to go till the, the season gets underway. How's the team been looking in the, in the pre-season so far?
6: We are, uh, like the rest of what we've done this year to prepare, we're way ahead. Um, uh, you know, we've still got one or two guys, uh, Nike Azuma and uh, Luca Tresolini to come into camp, but um, we've had everybody uh, here focused. Uh, the training dynamic has been uh, strides ahead of the previous season. Um, these guys uh, want this club to be successful, and they're fully aware and embracing the fact that in, in the very near future there's going to be a uh, requirement for over 100 Canadian soccer players uh, to uh uh, show their worth and, and be involved in this new league that that's going to start in 2019. So, uh, very happy so far with with how everything's come together. Uh, still some work to do as always uh, in the next four four uh, days here to get ready for our, our first game and then like everything PDL, uh, learn to improvise, learn to overcome, learn to adapt. And so, uh, but but excited that uh, that we're just a week away now. Had a couple of preseason games. How, how have they gone? Uh, both uh, games were clean sheets, which was certainly something that we never, uh, I don't think we even once last year um, managed to, to do. Um, and on top of that, it's not, it wasn't, it isn't about, you know, both of our goalkeepers in camp right now having to make, you know, timely saves, uh, you know, throughout the, the, the 90 minutes. They've had frankly very little to do Um, and the two sides that we played against are decent sides Uh, some very good players played a a Vancouver United last night who's full of players that have played at at, uh, some at this level most university older wiser uh, meaner um, uh, direct to to a certain degree uh, lots of aerial duels Um, we uh, not only did we compete in those aerial duels, aerial duels, we we also were uh, uh, initiating and imposing ourselves way more. So not uh, didn't get didn't get pushed around uh, like we did last year in, in some of the games that we played where we played against older players. So
1: uh, first games against Lane United. Do you know much about what their squad is? Obviously they've got Gloria Amanda that's that's joined them, yep. but apart from that, do you know much about what they are going to post to you on Monday?
6: We've been uh, the beauty of, of social media now is everybody seems to be posting everything uh, they've played like us a few preseason games and um, revealed their uh, organization <laughs> on Twitter um, and, uh, uh, and and obviously some of their key players we know uh, Glory obviously is a a guy that, that we actually pursued, uh, didn't work out. Uh, he's going to be a threat for them. Uh, a guy named Will Spurs come over from, from Timbers, uh, who was sort of a, a substitute uh, front player that came on and caused a whole heap of trouble when we played. Um, and the Gallus brothers, you know, clearly uh, attached to uh, Spanish football, uh, via Real, um, uh, like to get the ball down and play. Uh, I think, like the rest of the league, I think they, they, they will probably, in their first game or two, suffer from a few absences uh, from availability perspective, especially with the NCAA schools. Um, so we may not see their complete full lineup uh, come in this Monday. Uh, but uh, we have s- enough uh, information from our streams last year about how they go about their business. Uh, I can't imagine that they've adjusted... Uh, what they're going to get up to uh, too much. Um, but looking forward to, to actually playing a, uh, a uh, meaningful uh, league game here within the next seven days. You were so good at home last year.
1: Two home games to get off the, the season this year. How important is it? I know you're maybe not looking ahead, playoffs, championships, stuff like that, but how important is it to get these two
6: wins in these first two games? Yeah, we, we have eight returning players into this mix and uh, you know they, they were here last year when we only we only uh, dropped one uh, one result at home and so uh, I think you know clearly last year we, we got into Calgary against uh, the team that had gotten to the final the previous year um, got up three nil in 28 minutes and then and then watched the thing collapse on us I think you know starting out, out at home uh, I think is a is, is going to be a far more sort of positive thing for us. It's going to allow us to take the momentum that we had last year playing at Swangard and uh, and and hopefully turn it into into six points um, right right out of the gate. This last thing, you've got a couple of guys,
1: three, I think, it's going to be playing in the provincial cup final on Sunday, the day before your your season opener. Do, do you watch that with kind of bated breath and just hope that nothing nothing
6: goes wrong for them? Well, we uh, part of our existence here as a PDL team um, relies on, on uh, uh, cooperation and being connected to, to the environment that exists around here and, you know, uh, clearly the those leagues uh, from the outset, Fraser Valley and VMSL in particular, supported our PDL franchise. Um, and 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 Willie and I both played in that league. Both played in the provincial cup. Uh, we know that it's an important part of uh, of the culture of the of football around here. You know, obviously, our last words to these guys is don't get hurt. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, th- this is part and parcel. Back to the to the uh, you know improvisation, uh, adapt, overcome. Uh, yeah, this is just another another sort of variable. You know, clearly, with all the silly protests that have gone on, uh, it, we're actually, I guess, somewhat fortunate that there's only three. Uh, yeah. There could have been ten uh, playing in that game tomorrow, uh, or sorry, on, on on the Sunday before our league game, and uh, you know that would have made it far more difficult from a from a recovery perspective. So we'll just have to see how how it plays out. Um, I'm going to try and get out to to, to go and watch. Uh, watch the game and uh, keep an eye on our on our guys. But, yeah, it's just a fact of life. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, they come out of there unscathed. Um, clearly, uh, one team has to win, so there's going to be one uh, one or two players disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: great. Thanks so much, Colin, and good luck this season. Thanks, Mike. I don't know about you guys I'm so looking forward to the TSS season and not because I have to say that because I'm commentating on them (laughs) I really am looking forward to it hopefully you've been checking all this stuff on AFTN a lot of good stories with these guys had a great article I feel went up over the weekend William Raphael new striker South Sudanese refugee came here on a scholarship to SFU not to play soccer went to the open tryouts and blew them away and now he's going to be playing for the clan this year very raw but he Colin told me he gets into goal scoring situations that he's never seen other strikers do. So it's going to be exciting to see. So two games this week. Hopefully some good crowds. You can get your season tickets for $70. That gets eight games, seven league and one friendly. And there's a women's team as well. So you can get out and then there's going to be a couple of double headers with the women. 40 bucks for women's season tickets, I think. Yeah. So yeah, TSS Rovers, really looking forward to this season. One big new addition that they've got for this year is a player coach. Nick Sulzma, Mm. former TFC man. What's your thoughts on Nick from his TFC days? Yeah, I did not like him
3: when he was on TFC.
1: No, I like him now. Didn't like him at TFC. He is the player coach as well with BCT Rovers Tigers United. I didn't like him as a player, just to clarify. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) It seems like he's really uh, like kind of... Set himself up well in like the Canadian soccer world. Like he's yeah. he's he's really embraced it. Uh, he loves he, to hear his wife from here. That's oh, why he moved that, to BC. Yeah, it seems like he came over. When he came over, he was like for good, and he wasn't something like he was just looking for like just a quick buck and then yeah. go back to, uh, Dutchland.
1: But anyway, next up is the player coach of BCT Rovers Tigers United. He won the provincial cup today with the team five two extra time win over Zach's Langley United. <laughs> It's actually also Nick was Langley United he's the technical director there on the youth side so a little bit awkward when he goes into work tomorrow but I got a chance to speak to Nick after the game just about what it meant to him winning his first Provincial Cup as a coach You must have be going through so many emotions right now looked like you were dead and out but you just didn't give up got that penalty I mean just talk through what you were feeling in the last couple of minutes there
8: Yeah it was, uh, it was tough like um, we, we played four games in the provincial, uh, in the Provincials and three games we had to come back from uh, from being down. So yeah. uh, this game was really close. But uh, yeah, I, I felt like I still believed in it. You you never give up. We put like defenders out, like two of our center defenders we put out and put attackers in. And every ball we we we, we put in the box and uh, and we fight to the end. And then. Um, yeah eventually it uh, worked out and
1: uh, we got the PK and uh, yeah we scored the equaliser and just for you personally I mean coke to the team hat trick couldn't have been any better you must have dreamed of this when you went to sleep last night yeah
8: of course of course um, it's a uh, it's a new experience for me like being player coach uh, of a men's team so for me uh, this is my first season and uh you know, like uh, I like to to help the the young players and put my experience uh, uh, in the team, and that, that's all I can do. And, and then on the field, I can, yeah, um, I can still play, of course. So, uh, yeah, uh, the first season worked out well, and uh, I'm happy that, uh, uh, that the team won it. I think overall, with the qualities in the team, like I think we we were the best team this year in BC. So
1: I think we deserved it. Yeah. And this is a team you feel can go and do something at the nationals.
8: I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's, it's, it's tough, of course, like with playing against the, the best team in uh, in Canada, but uh, like this group, like we have different qualities uh, in the team. We have like uh, uh, defenders, um, different uh, uh, kind of uh, type of players. And I think we, we are a good match all together. And hopefully we can keep the team together, maybe add a couple other players. And then, uh, of course, like that's our goal, like winning nationals. That's great. Thanks and congratulations. Okay. Well done. Yeah, thank you.
1: So, congratulations to Nick Sulzma. Hopefully he brings that success to TSS Rovers this season. Imagine being player, coach and winning a PDL Championship with TSS as well. Anyway, now it's time for Steve's favourite part of the show. It's BC Soccer Web Headlines. I don't know if it's my favourite part. It's actually more stressful. Well, it's Bill Curry's favourite part. Oh, is it? Because he runs BC Soccer Web BC Soccer Web, this section is brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com. Your one-stop shop for local, national and international news, features, stories and a lot more besides. Make it part of your everyday routine. Check out bcsoccerweb.com. What's been catching your eye in the site this week, Steve?
2: Well, a few quick things. Um, we talked about before. Copa America was thinking about going to sixteen teams, mm, and, and the Copa, but, Copa, Copa America, America, they are going to sixteen teams. Well, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, they're not. They're going to 12 and going to twelve teams, and they will be adding Qatar and Japan. <laughs> That's the Japan. That mm-hmm. sounds great. Japan and Qatar will be heading over to Copa America. Wow, CONCACAF actually declined the invitation of on behalf of Mexico and USA because it was going to overrun with uh, the Gold Cup. Hmm. So they, they uh, so it will be twelve teams instead Look of. Forward you... to my Copa America sticker book <laughs>
3: with the Qatari yeah. and Japanese
2: dudes. Now the Argentinians they don't work well with the English, but they are working with the Russians. Mm. Um, they are trying to keep the Baras Bravas out of the world. <laughs> Barra 20- Brava. Whatever. It's just I'm doing it the way it's written. It's written. Um, <laughs> the 2018... 2018- Direct
1: your complaints to at uh, Whitecaps. <laughs> uh, 2018
2: World Cup. Uh, they're trying to keep them out of there. Uh, as, as you know, everybody needs an ID, a uh, picture ID, in order to go to games. So they've sent a list of 3,000 names to the Russian officials of people that shouldn't be coming. They'll also be sending about uh, six law officers to help out. And this group, apparently, I didn't know how bad it was, but it sounds like uh, they they, they kind of control the ticketing mm-hmm. in Argentina. You have to go through them in order to get yeah, tickets. Yeah, a bit like get... curfew <laughs> <laughs> they're a little bit better off, but you should they,
3: control the, the, your own ticketing in your they, own block. Deal, That's how it's done.
2: They deal with they control ticketing for more than just that, uh, oh, but yeah, uh, yeah. other illegal activity too that that they are allegedly, and I will say allegedly, um, uh, are in, in control of. So they are obviously uh, Argentina it, it, helping out.
3: Uh, so you hear things, you read things, whatever. I remember for me one of the things that, not wasn't it wasn't crazy eye opening, but I'm a, sometimes a, a visual learner. And when I watched uh, was the Real Football Factories International mm. when he went to Argentina and you saw like the guy, the Barrabraw guys they had their own keys to the stadium and like they're just like they're like yeah come with us. Do you know if that'll be please? Keys? Yeah. No, we don't no one has we don't have keys. But, I mean, someone's always there, and you have a pass, so it's close. I know, but, I know a guy. Yeah, you. Know, so they like go, they would just like go in the stadium. They're like, "Let's take you, let's take you on a tour of the stadium." And they're like, and they would just tell you like, "This is what we demand of our club, and this is what it looks like." Some things uh, I think could be viewed positively, but yeah, there's definitely a negative element, and there's you can understand why they wouldn't want them there. The ID thing is real. Yeah. We, I have a friend who's going. Yeah, and there's there's two options. You have to get this special visa visa, or you have to have this fan supporter ID thing. So he got the the supporter ID thing because it was easier and cheaper and and whatever, and he's ready to go to his country's games and, and looking forward.
2: Or to it. just buy a Putin mask.
3: Yeah, I, he'll I get in for that. I don't think that will he work.
2: scored five goals in a, in a hockey game this week. Oh, oh, it was, w- was he was he topless was he like normally? <laughs> no, no, no. He had full. <laughs>
1: Why did <laughs> we both go there? No, he had full I jersey i just on. picturing him. Just but nice.
2: nobody was touching him once he had the puck. He had like he was uh, just trying to score really cu- like two three times. He I'd got like, like to see
1: him in the hundred versus two game.
2: Uh, going to MLS soccer judge orders a 90 day pause in the suit over the talker move in Ohio. So Ohio judge mm-hmm. at the Columbus uh, versus the owners, the Ohio, sorry, state of Ohio versus the owners. He's uh, ordered a 90 day pause in the trial because he wants to meet both parties and determine on how a potential sale would work out and what's the team's value. So before he wants to go through the trial, he wants to find out all the, t- so what the,
3: because were they expecting something now? Like kind of soon, Steve? you remember? Because my, my understanding is that... I think it was quite eminent. Yeah, yeah because uh, what's his name? Precourt yeah. supposedly has given Austin until I think it's June to say whether or not they would support a stadium there. Yeah. So I wonder how much this is a favor to... Not favor, helpful to him yeah. in terms of... This waiting until that happens, as opposed to them saying now you can't do this or you can do this or whatever. So I wonder, I wonder if who this benefits more. But for sure, uh, ultimately, you hope Columbus stays in Ohio or sort of Columbus, the crew stay in Ohio yeah. uh, and Columbus too, and uh, and they're joined by FC Cincinnati, and there's a great state derby.
2: So some uh, big news in Canada and the Canadian Premier League. Um first of all the biggest news of the week uh which happened I think believe on Thursday um they launched their first team York 9 FC. Yep. Um they'll be playing out of York University initially for about 2 years and then they but they're looking to move into a, a stadium that they're going to build 12 to 15,000 mm. uh capacity. So the face of the so team It would be soccer specific stadium as well.
3: Yeah, so the face of the team of course is uh Jimmy Brennan. Yeah and uh yeah this is where i did my middle and high school years that's where i that's where basically i grew up in in york region and so it's a, yeah it, it includes like places like vaughn and
2: that's and, where they announced yeah, it from, from so
3: you'll have a soft spot for them and with
1: a german connection as well what german connection york nine
2: well, and also, I think the, the supporters group is called Generation 9, if i not Yeah, I forget. F- yeah, if I
3: forget. It, sounds like it sounds like their supporters are some inebriety. Yeah, because kind
1: of like Generation
2: IX, it is actually very clever. Yeah. So um, <laughs> earlier in the week, there's a couple of news of stadium issues in um, both... Calgary and Alberta. We'll start off with Alberta first. Both in Calgary and Alberta? Yeah. In, sorry, Calgary and Edmonton. <laughs> They're very close to each other. The capital of Alberta, Edmonton. Um, uh, the uh, First of all... Um, Edmonton uh, is thinking about going to a baseball stadium. They're not. It's called the reba- Remax Stadium or something like that.
3: Yeah. So they're not thinking about it. It's another option. Clanahan, if I'm pronouncing it right, just mentioned it in his, in the press conference because basically what happened was the the CPL owners yeah. met in Edmonton a couple days before, the yeah, before the CSA AGM in Yellowknife. Yeah. And so added then he did a press conference there and he brought this up as Something they could think about, but when you when you listen to FAF talk and you talk to people in Edmonton, they don't think it's possible. No one, no one's been looking at this. Yeah, I think it might be more of a a public thing of saying, "Hey, City Council, if you're not going to work with us on this place, is this a place an option?" Yeah,
2: and, and it, this one holds a 9,200 people, and it it was a, a, a former. Um, uh, stadium for a, like a triple-A baseball team, yeah. which is one lower than the major leagues. But now, as of now, only an amateur team plays, semi-pro, and they play only May to July. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not that long of a season, too. It,
3: it, it, to me, it does not seem ideal to have both sports in there. And if, yeah. you, if you look at it, it's not like, Michael, it doesn't remind me of going to, to your favorite piggy park before it got converted to a full football ground, where you're like, okay, you can get by. You know what I mean? It, like, back in the day, do you remember that? You remember going, right? And they were, Did you ever go when the outfield was still there. I don't there? think I did. Oh, okay, I I I did. <laughs> I did. it was I you, moved
1: here in 2007, I think. I first went there in 2009. I, w- I went
3: there and I went to Rochester when they were playing in a baseball diamond tune. And it is kind of weird because you have stands with like an outfield behind them. But it, it but that stadium because Portland because it, it was in the ground and it, you know you're kind of covered on the two sides really covered really well. This the pictures you've seen of this it just it it, it would be a little bit awkward.
2: Yeah. Um uh, going a little south to Calgary. Uh, they look like they are have a location for their stadium. Um, it's going to be in Spruce Meadows, which is uh, normally a horse uh, nice. horse jumping um, facility. But they do have a lot of fields, and they are going to build a soccer specific stadium for that. It'll be initially five to seven thousand, with ability to expand. Um, it, it's going to it's going to be owned by Spruce Groves, um, and it's going to be like uh, basically be rent uh, the stadium. Whatever they have right now is going to be renovated if they have one, or it'll be fully built. Uh, it's just south of Calgary, too, so it 's a, a decent location but uh they they 've done a pretty good job there actually that location is the reason why Canada has a pretty good showing in horse jumping um, so hopefully it it rubs off on soccer as well for Calgary.
3: yeah, the pitches they have are really close to the racetrack it 's not like the perfect location no but apparently it 's not, wor- not the worst. it 's not the worst apparently you can take I think their light rail to somewhere that 's walkable. So it's not like you're right there, but it's not crazy far away. Yeah, like Langley. No,
2: and then the final news: a uh, former Whitecap uh, captain, uh, Martin Nash, has joined the Calgary Foothills uh, FC coaching staff. Um, player coach? No, not okay, player coach. Okay. Full coach. He's our captain. Um, I I don't I, like a lot of people have speculated, including myself, that Calgary Foothills will have a a, a strong foothill. Uh, no pun intended in the Canadian Premier League. And obviously, with Martin Nash coming on, that might be another step to having somebody who's coached in the uh, USL and other leagues as well.
3: Well, you just look at their roster, right? You have Nick, Nick Ledgerwood as a player coach there, right? And you look at all the former Whitecaps residency yeah. kids that are there, like Carducci, Perot, Jackson Farmer, loads more. Yeah. It, they're getting ready for the Canadian Premier League in Calgary. Yeah. And so- you can come and see
2: Calgary play TSS Rovers. World Cup 2026 news um US assures FIFA there will be no dis- discrimination fear at the 2026 World Cup like everybody fans will get their visas nobody's going to be uh, uh, you know stopped from getting into the uh, into the nation or what about anything criminals I'm assuming though they will not huh. be able to also, I think they, so. You are saying not everyone. I think they can assure that too because I think uh, Trump can't be in charge at the 20, during the twenty twenty six World Cup. Well, Donald can. No. Ivanka oh, can. Oh, I forgot about Ivanka mm. or Donald I, Jr. Too. I never forget about Ivanka. Other news: uh, United twenty twenty six bid. They are promising a a, a record profit for FIFA um, from if they were to get it. Basically, they're predicting a fourteen billion dollars of revenue for FIFA, including a profit of eleven billion. Wow. Now, by comparison. FIFA's projected revenue from 2019 to 2022 is 6.56 billion. And then and also one of the there's the number of bumps uh compared to what Morocco would be able to offer. Obviously we talked about attendance and stuff like that, but one of the bigger bumps uh that won't be anything to do with who comes to the games is that they will get a $300 million bonus. From Fox and Telemundo, so three hundred each. And I, it said Fox. Everyone the, that comes I'm taking, to games, I'm taking the quotes right. No, to the FIFA. Oh, so yeah,
1: I was getting excited there.
2: But there will be a three hundred million dollar bonus if the United bid gets accepted. Three hundred mm. million. That's so that's a big bump compared to what they would pay otherwise. Well, we're not going to have long to wait to find out what's happening. June thirteenth, right? Mm.
3: Ah, wait, anyway. there's one more. There's one more. You missed the last one.
2: Oh yeah, uh, Ryan the Ryan Reynolds fun one. Deadpool. Big fan of the Whitecaps and Canadian soccer. I saw saw something. Did you see the 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 commercial with David Beckham? Yeah, that's hilarious. hilarious. He was wearing a A number two two Canadian jersey in a a kind of a spoof with David Beckham. You
3: haven't seen this commercial? You have to watch it. It starts with Golden Ball sitting on his couch, and he's replaying the line over and over from Deadpool where, like, he makes D- fun of his make, voice. Yeah, easily. he's like David Beckham sounds like he's sucked on helium whatever every time he talks or whatever. And he's just playing it over and over again. And then there's a ring at his door, but he goes and it's and it's Reynolds in his Deadpool outfit. He's like, I'm just here to apologize. But he's whatever. got a
2: Canadian soccer jersey it's,
3: No no, first he does a whole bunch of things, he keeps on slamming the door. Oh, that's him. right that's and right. And then finally he opens the door, he's wearing a Canada jersey and he's got and they have to be careful with the wording. He's like, I have tickets to the cup. And he's wearing his Canada jersey. He's got two what are supposed to be World Cup tickets in his hand. And so Golden Ball is like, "Oh, okay." And, and then, after and that, we get kicked out for bribery. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then no, no. And then he's like, and then he's like, he's like, uh, wh- "What do you, what are you here to apologize for?" He's like, "Oh, I thought you were talking about you was mad at me about what I said about you in my movie." And he's like, "No, I thought you were here to apologize." And he starts listing all of Ryan Reynolds' bad horrible movies.
2: movies, yeah, like Green Lantern and stuff like that. And he's like, "Fair point, fair point."
3: But um, he he was in Madrid with Josh Brolin, who plays the lead character, Cable, in the new Deadpool movie. He also played Thanos, of course, in the Avengers movie.
1: He played I, for Sweden as well, didn't he? N-
3: yes, that's Josh, though. <laughs> yeah, good call. Uh, uh, no, is it Josh? No, what was his name? Josh is the actor. What was the guy's name? Thomas. That was Thomas Brolin. Um, so they have jerseys in Madrid, in Madrid or whatever. That I saw the foot off. And did you see his tweet with it about, about, about Brolin calling it soccer and getting kicked yes. out of the country? Yeah. Uh-huh. So he did that. Anyways, they were doing this football tour because they were at, uh, this is the last weekend of the Bundesliga. They were at the Olympiastadion in Berlin to see Berlin capitulate to dead Leipzig. Uh, but they were doing the same oh, kind of big... I
1: saw a headline today, and I haven't... We've gone way over. We may as well just keep going. <laughs> yeah, you can it. edit all this out. I saw a headline today. Something... Some t- Hamburg
2: got relegated, and there was yeah. crowd violence or something. Well, it was the what? first time that they ever did, didn't it? Yeah, so... I remember I did a trivia question on that. Yeah, That they had never been relegated yeah. before.
3: So Hamburg... So um,
2: I, <laughs> I could have sworn I did that. that so when, when the, the
3: Bundesliga started in the 60s, they, 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 chose, yeah. they chose certain teams or whatever... And Hamburg is the only club that's never ever been relegated, and so the, well, there's a couple of funny things. One is they have a <laughs> they have a running clock in their stadium of the time they've been in the league. So it's like 54 years and all these days. <laughs> so like well, a couple of years ago, for three or four years they've been on the brink. Because a few years ago, Bayern fans they brought a tifo that just had, had a clock that read zero zero zero. So they were playing. They're playing Hanover. They actually Hamburg won, not Hanover. They're playing Gladbach. Hamburg. They went down. And they did what Köln um, fans did a few years ago, but not nearly as good as the Köln ultras did, where they just started like lighting off black smoke, like big things of black smoke and, they, and flares, and then they started burning stuff a little bit. So like the stewards came out, and then a row of the uh, like fully guard police, police on horseback, they stopped the game with like it was like in extra time or two minutes left. But the referees like no, the game has to continue. So after 15, 20 minute delay. They, they give <laughs> they give the goal they give the goalie the Hamburg goalie the ball he's not got any gloves on they, they drop the ball to him he picks it up hoofs it down to the Gladbach keeper he picks it up the ref blows the whistle and they Hamburg just starts to cry Needs to say St Pauli supporters the world over are extremely happy that Hamburg is Ha, mm. ha is foul, has been relegated and I think they're going to get the battle next year yeah. I think, and and they have a chance to go past them which would be crazy it's like
1: Wimbledon and MK Dons just before we do finally go. Just let everyone know where they can find you
2: online. You can find me on Twitter at Whitecaps Beat.
3: For me, it's at Zachary Am, and I'm part of the Movement Curve Collective.
2: You can probably
1: still find us here talking <laughs>
2: until next Sunday's
1: show. I'm Michael McCoy. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. You can find us on Instagram at AFTN Soccer. Read our stuff AFTN.ca. Away from the numbers, watch out for the preview podcast that's coming out on Thursday. It will preview Dallas and to be a recap of whatever happened in San Jose, the exciting no no draw. <laughs> And until next time, next Sunday, thanks for listening. Take care. Morn the Rovers and morn the Caps.
0: Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.